Are All right. Recording? Can you put that on there? <clears throat> do you want to see the slides? Or what do you want? Yes. I was going to show supplemental information and just have the slides to myself. But it's, the whole point isn't to actually go through my slides. Oh, I know, I know. Maybe we should explain what's going on. So, is we're, doing, is recording. Oh, we're doing a random conversation with friends. I wanted with to do friends. one about sleep because I'm super involved with sleep. I'm, I'm super involved with sleep as well. Yeah, I want to... Uh, <laughs> I, I do know. it every day. <laughs> Wait, if this is going to be a podcast, why don't you uh, introduce yourself first? Alright, do I have a DJ name? You have a DJ name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm DJ. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what this is. I don't even know. Okay. Well, it's okay. Yeah, at least you could, you could. well, if you imagine it to be a podcast, at least open right. it with an introduction. Alright, let's do a mini introduction for why I even call it for this. So my name is Alvin. I want to live forever. In my pursuit to live forever, I research random topics that I think can uh, let me live forever. And then this is my little thing where I want to share with other people what I learned. That's pretty much what I was thinking about. And then share stories from that and just chat with people. Yeah. Whether it's, I don't know how educational this is because I'm not an expert, but hey, maybe it's partly educational, maybe it's just stories, maybe it's a form of therapy, I don't know. Yeah. And we're just two uh, two people he pulled off the side of the road. No, this this could potentially be like the start of your podcast. Oh, dude. start of my, mm. oh no, no, no maybe no. I'm your first guest. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, oh, oh, true. Wait, wait. You you invited us. To be well, on your okay. Podcast. I also invite you because I feel He's like initiating our dreams. Yeah. I see. I see. So this was a long con. You just started con. my thing. No, I started your thing. I no, I see. Thing. I see. No, that's that's cool. And yeah. yeah. Well, I'm Davis. And this is, uh, well, you could just introduce yourself. I'm Vivian. I'm here because I like science, and I enjoy talk- talking about anything I find interesting. And yeah, this is one of them. And maybe maybe no one will listen to this, and maybe everyone will listen to this. Who the fuck knows? True. Yeah. Well, we'll show it off. Well, yeah. if anybody asks about sleep, we'll just be like, well, I got something for you. Yeah, I got something <laughs> for you to listen to. Yeah. All right. So um, there's no direction to this. There's no structure. Pretty much all I've done is... I read a book called Why We Sleep from Matthew Walker, and then I just took a bunch of notes just because I was super into it, and then I just did a bunch of my own little bit of research outside of that, and then now I just want to, you know, talk to my friends about it, so that's about it. Nice. I'm a friend. Do you guys have any um, specific questions? Uh, well... Yeah, well, I guess this is just your uh, part one escapade into uh, how you want to live forever. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm guessing uh, eventually you're just going to combine everything that you learn, like th- this is like breathing, sleeping, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the you're going to combine with eating. Yeah, I see, yeah, I see. yeah. There's probably one going to be like, Yeah. I feel like diet's a really big topic. I feel like you could go yeah. on a pretty deep dive on that stuff too. I see, but like, okay, so the reason why I pick sleep as my like number one yeah. is that I feel like if you asked anyone, I was like, if you were to give a universal tip, right? Mm-hmm. Just like, regardless of the shape of the person, the religion of the person, the color of the person, any of that stuff, what's, in my opinion, there's two universal tips. Get more sleep and be, do physical activity every day. I think that, that one, like, it's so hard to argue. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like, if you tell someone that, it's like, what's their, what's their argument to it? Like, no, sleep's <laughs> not good for you or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, yeah. I personally feel like, if someone told me that, I can't even argue, I can't even say no. You're wrong. Well, because it's funny uh, that you brought this up because <laughs> Vivian used to not like sleep at all because she she always stays up like three day th- 
three nights in a row. Yeah, even though I uh, like being healthy and eating healthy and working out and stuff like that, I had a really bad problem with insomnia at one point for, I guess, my whole life up until like five years ago. And so it was a common thing for me to just stay up and not sleep for like, like Long two days. Of time. Like two days and then I'll sleep for one day and I'll stay up for two days and I'll sleep one day. Right. Yeah. This is my personal <laughs> spiel into that. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I've tried that wa- a couple of times where I just like didn't sleep for like 24 hours and kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, the scariest thing that happened to me, and they talk about it quite, uh, quite a bit in this book, it's called micro sleeping. So it's like I was driving back to the yeah. gym. Oh. And then I literally just forgot one whole block. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I know I entered the block, and I know I drove out of the block. Yeah. It was just a straight drive. It was, like, probably, like, half a second to a, a second of driving. Like, it, it wasn't that long. But I literally do not remember <laughs> anything that happened there. So I could have ran someone over in that duration <laughs> and would have zero idea. And you might have. Maybe there's someone looking the for you right now out there. He's like, that one Asian guy that ran over me on December 17th, 1990, whatever. 1990? How old do you think it is? Wrong date. 2017. But, like, okay, so, like, one thing in the book is, like, they're saying how, like, that's actually, micro sleep causes more accidents than drinking, driving, doing drugs and driving, and, and any other impairment of driving. And the thing is, it also causes, like, the most severe. Because, like, when you're impaired, you have a delayed reaction. Yeah. But when you microsleep, you have zero reaction. Well, it's basically unconsciousness versus, like, yeah, exactly. consciousness. So, right? it's like, if I was drunk, I might step on the brakes too late and hit the yeah. guy in front of me. If I'm micro-sleeping because I have a lack of sleep, <laughs> I'm not even breaking. Dragging like, them along the road. Through. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. I see. That's that's the crazy part. So like, what did you did you experience a lot of that during the day when you were like, not? Yeah, I actually like <clears throat> crashed in a lot. Not crash, but I would like find myself falling asleep in a lot of places. Like I could fall asleep standing up. I would fall asleep driving too. That happened a few times. Or like this one time, I like stopped on the side of the road so that my sister could go down and get some mail from the mailbox yeah. in the community mailbox and then when she turned around she was like oh my god wake up wake up because my car slowly started going forward because i like fell asleep and i slowly started letting my foot off the gas and luckily she was there for that that was the only time i was really aware that i micro slipped That's, while uh... driving but like there's sometimes when you drive and then you get to a certain intersection you're like holy shit i don't remember the last like five miles yeah. But I'm not sure if that's Michael sleeping or that's, that's just me. So, <laughs> you know? um, do you think you got insomnia? Like, do you, do you feel like that was legit full on insomnia? Maybe. Like, I have a whole slide about this. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it. I knew it. I saw you getting ready Nerd. to pull it up. So, so, like, I was reading through a book and, like, I guess what they were trying to emphasize is, like, there are people with legitimate insomnia where yeah. they can't get it but it's there are some people who think they have insomnia but they didn't have like the adequate time so they just don't give themselves enough time to sleep right mm. that's the difference between like it's pretty much you don't have the ability to sleep even though you give yourself the proper opportunity to sleep mm. right um but yeah it's uh like i don't know some of these tidbits here right? it's like 
to be clinically diagnosed, um, you have to have three have insomnia three nights each week for three plus months. But you you it probably happened to you during that time. So I actually think it might be. Yeah, I actually yeah, talked yeah. to the doctor about it. I mean, yeah. I got like prescribed sleeping pills. And he told me to try melatonin first, and then okay. I tried melatonin. But then it's weird. Like the first time I tried melatonin, I was like, mm, yeah, it's making me kind of sleepy. It's kind it kind of works. Yeah. But then after that, it's kind of like my brain wanted to fight it. Like I'd get sleepy, but I'd be like not sleepy enough this isn't gonna work so then eventually at one point i started taking like two melatonins a night oh shit. and then and then i was like oh that's not bad yeah it's gonna make it's gonna pe- make me knock out really soon but then like after a while i would get used to it my body would be like yeah this is making me sleepy but not that sleepy i could probably fight this off if i stay up for another like half an hour fuck there's so many things to talk about with that with melatonin <laughs> and sleeping pills and shit but anyways, yeah, apparently just from the book now like i didn't go on my own like research for the actual stats but apparently like Women and people of color have higher chance of, like, insomnia than men in oh general God, and, like, Caucasian <laughs> Americans. <laughs> like, I, I don't know why. I actually don't know. I, I thought about it. I'm like, mm, I don't know. Maybe they're a bit more stressed out than us, but that could be one. Like, like it says here, like, one of the triggers could be emotional. It could be distress, you know, worry or anxiety. Um, and then this one, the, like, the overactive sympathetic nervous system, that's another one. So, like, I guess I can dive into that just a bit more. It's... Pretty much, I think, probably in our random conversations, I've always said, like, one of the key things is, like, body temperature. So, like, when you go to sleep, you should be much colder than yeah. you're awake. And that's just, like, part of your normal mm. process, right? So, when you have an overactive um, sympathetic nervous system, that means, like, you're getting a bit stressed out. And you'll naturally, like, if you're stressed, you'll naturally warm up. Because your body's in, like, a fight-or-flight mode. So, it's, like, constricting the blood vessels higher blood pressure, mm. making more circulation, right? Because you're yeah. worried or some type of anxiety, right? Like, back in the day, that type of anxiety would have been, like, a fucking lion coming up to you about to kill you, right? Mm. But nowadays, we worry about somewhat, compared to the more, yeah. more superficial shit, right? So, that's a bit about insomnia, but that's kind of cool about, like, the melatonin and, like, sleeping pills. So, like, um, yeah, that sleeping pill shit's, uh, it's pretty wild, like, is it like Ambien or something? Oh, like, did I you ever take it or no? I took it. Oh. I don't yeah. remember what it was called, though, because it was quite a while ago. I took it in, like, junior high. Yeah. But the sleeping pills, I never, like, <clears throat> could fight it off. Oh, what do you mean, like? Like, if I took it and I felt sleepy, there was no way I could, like, just stay up and then eventually the sleepiness goes away. I would just get sleepy and pass out. Versus uh, if I took melatonin, I would get sometimes I would get sleepy and then I could just stay up and then fight off the sleepiness. Okay. So that makes sense, even if I wasn't trying to fight it off. So yeah, when I was reading about the sleep, apparently this is like one of the worst things yeah, they can can, can prescribe. Yeah. yeah, like you you probably read that afterwards, right, and all that stuff. Uh, pretty much, you're not even in a state of real sleep. So I, I guess I didn't really go through the states of sleep, but like you didn't go through the deep sleep stages. Mm. You didn't go through the REM sleep stages. So you're pretty much oh. not not actually getting the benefits of sleeping but you're going unconscious Mm. right so you're like passing time but you're not actually like getting benefits of sleep like something crazy like this is they say like uh oh i probably did type doser yeah uh the this was supposed to be even half a dose a year can increase likelihood of death by threefold and this is just Mm. pure jesus i'm gonna die early um but so like they literally take this out now like they say like this is not this should not be the first line of defense for mm. against people with that's what my wait it doesn't my sound like it should be any too. line of defense what why yeah. in what circumstance would you would you take sleeping pills um we can dive later into like 
or actually, fuck it. Let's talk about some crazy diseases. So, do you guys know what narcolepsy is? I did. I learned for, about oh, this from this book. Sleep paralysis. No, 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 no. no. Oh, like, okay, sleep paralysis is part of it, but pretty much, um, it's like the Cinderella syndrome, where someone can just pass out just like that and oh. they can sleep for like seventeen hours at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's some like uh, specific tri- triggers to it. Yeah, like, yeah. It's yes, very yes. random, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, um. Oh, I think I saw this on TLC. Yeah. yeah so, like so we, we actually have a thing in our brain that can, like, switch off, like, sleep and not sleep, right? Like, we have a thing in our brain that can say, like, okay, it's time to wake up. It's the morning yeah. time. We're going to turn off sleep. We're going to turn on, uh, uh, like, consciousness. And then there's a thing at night. But, like, okay, we're starting to wind down. We're going to turn off consciousness. We're going to go to, like, bed, like, sleep mode now, right? Yeah. For them, like, imagine our switch is, like, uh, like, a digital switch. It's, like, on or off. There's no in-between. It's not like... It's either a 0 or a 1. Yeah. There's no 0.25. For them, they have like a very sticky trigger where it's like it can kind of range a bit, right? So they have like a half... Like they're not like fully there and they're not fully gone. And then all of a sudden you can just turn off. Like both. when you balance the light switch in the middle yeah, and then it'll just yeah, slap yeah, yeah. on one side. Exactly. And then um, they they literally just can just fall asleep just like that. Hmm. And it, it's, uh, it's pretty... It's pretty scary, I think, at least. Um, so I don't have that. <clears throat> this one time when I didn't go to sleep for almost, I think it was three days or almost three days. I don't remember. This was in high school. I passed out at home yeah. and like completely fainted. And then my parents couldn't wake me up because I just wouldn't wake up. So they brought me to the hospital. And then I was, I had to stay in the hospital. I think it was for overnight or two days because they're like, okay, you're actually not falling asleep. We need to like keep you asleep for a bit so like catch up on your sleep. Yeah. You went to the hospital for like, oh, damn, yeah. that's scary. That's scary. I would be uh pretty scared of that. Like, sleep sleep depri- deprivation. So, like... You can hallucinate and stuff, right? It's crazy, too. And it's one of the things where... And it should be, like, a very known thing for every, like, country and stuff. Like, you know, I forgot what it was called. That whole, like, you can't torture prisoners and all that shit. I forgot what it was. The, the Geneva... Oh, Accords? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they should really put, like, like sleep deprivation is a legitimate form of torture. Yeah. Like, true. you could starve. Is that torture drinking water? Is he pee? It's drinking water. water. Yeah. Like, you could starve for, like, 30 days. You could, like, there's a lot of things you can do, but, like, like a rule here. If you don't sleep for 10 days, you literally just die. Yeah. Mm. It's just straight up like Is that. Is it 10 days? I thought it was like closer to 7. Uh, Well, here it says 10 to 15, right? So, mm. yeah. 7? That means you went halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's a there's a, there's a a disease involved with this. This is a fatal familiar, familial insomnia. It's it's a genetic <laughs> defect. Um, So, pretty much, I think I was reading through the book, and it literally just doesn't allow you to sleep. Like, there's something fucked up in your in your thalamus that doesn't allow you to sleep. That sucks. Within 10 months, you will die. So like, this just kills you? Like, yeah, your your body just starts to, like, evaporate from itself. Like, you lose, bo- you lose body weight, um, you, you just don't warm up anymore, you start losing muscle, you can't move anymore. It's a very sad death. Like, from, from reading the book, the stories, it's, like, a pretty sad death. And, like, there's no, I guess, no known for sure cure about this. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, Damn. so like your, your, your immune system weakens to the point where it's like, it kills itself. 
like any normal stuff you have in you like you have like fuck ton of bacteria in you all the time and yeah. your mm-hmm. immune system's always doing something right yeah. that should just kill you like right off the bat Oh my Eat a goodness. cup of yogurt and I was like, "Oh my yeah. god!" Wait, how do you how do you freaking get this? It's a genetic thing. I have no idea. And it triggers like at certain certain ages. Yeah, like you can have not have it, and then all of a sudden you have it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, and it's it's it sucks because it's like, it's a death sentence, but it's like yeah. a long, painful waiting <laughs> death sentence. I mean, if you had this, would you try to cure it? I personally wait, would. Wait, what do you mean? Yeah, I, what? I would try my fucking best. What do you I mean, mean if I had this, and it was like in ten months, you're most likely gonna die. You're uh, like, oh, all right, fuck. Well, it's, it's when kinda, my body starts weakening, cut the cords, guys. It's it's like the discussion where it's like if you know your death date or whatever, what would yeah. you do between now and your death date, right? That that would be the similar question there. Dude, but anyways, this is something you might be able to fix though if you try hard enough. Yeah. But, well, like I said, like yeah, if there's something super important, it's like I think I I think many people have said this before. If, like if men got periods, that shit would go away so fast. Yeah. Like they'll, mm-hmm. they'll solve it so fast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> sure, sure. Um, Wait, so yeah, he just said there was no real cures. Not yet, I guess. I yeah. mean, you're, yeah. you're just fucking dead. That's yeah, it. no so. cures just means someone hasn't found it yet. Oh, yeah. sorry. Why don't you just yeah. go find it then? Uh, I don't have life that much. You, know, um, you probably. <laughs> you guys want to talk about like some of the basics of sleep? So like, okay, our sleep usually follows the circadian rhythm, so that's like your normal body rhythm. It's about a bit over a bit over a day is the typical rhythm. Like a full rhythm is twenty four point two five hours. Yeah. But you can use certain like triggers to make sure your rhythm stays on point, right? So like getting sunlight, what time you eat, and what time you exercise. All those things can, like, kind of make it so it fits your lifestyle, right? Um, There's a general one. So, apparently, 40% of people are early birds, 30% of people are night owls, and then the last 30% is somewhere in between. So, there is a variation. There's a natural genetic variation. Wow. There's actually more early birds than there are night owls? Uh, yeah. In the last 30s. Yeah. And and so, like, that stuff actually fluctuates with age, too. I see. So, like, um... What are you? I think... I wake up bird. usually around like seven seven thirty. Yeah, don't you go work out earlier? No, yeah. no, just seven seven thirty. Seven seven thirty around that time. I don't think that's early bird though. I think that's the well, fact well, that you say that's not early bird uh, it makes well, you an yeah, early you're bird. You're always the first to leave. <laughs> you're like, uh, I gotta go sleep. It's ten o'clock, guys. No, that, I, mean, <laughs> I don't think you're a night owl. For I'm sure. definitely not a night owl, but I think I might be. In, Cause I in, feel like between. early bird people are like four or five a.m. and they true. get up and do all that stuff. Yeah, they do. I, I feel mean. like the rock. I feel like I'm in the average zone where like I think between seven and nine is a very maybe nine's getting closer to like being like a. Uh, later waker but yeah that makes sense um so then this part is about melatonin so um so during your circadian rhythm your melatonin doesn't actually make you sleep um the analogy the book kind of uses like the melatonin is like imagine we're all in a swimming race the melatonin is the whistle so the melatonin doesn't make you swim it's just the one that's saying hey guys it's time to swim if that kind of makes sense so like it doesn't have properties that like actually like causes you to yeah. doze off and stuff. But it kind of initiates those things. That makes oh, sense. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so there's the circadian rhythm one. So let's say the circadian rhythm will make sure that you sleep at a certain time, wake up at a certain time. It gives you a kind of like a set thing for life. Then there's something called sleep pressure. So like there's a drug that builds up in your 
in your brain over time. And um, as more of it is present, you will more likely fall asleep or feel sleepier, right? So actually, mm. caffeine blocks this drug from actually like getting into effect. So mm. caffeine actually like lets you get more energy, not more energy per se, but it blocks this drug. And the drug is called adenosine. I didn't know uh, adenosine causes. Hey, are these pressure. like uh, are these not neurotransmitters going into like neuro mm-hmm. like the receptor cells? Yeah, yeah. and then the uh, caffeine, caffeine actually is, blocks yeah. blocks okay. it from actually happening, right? So that's why when you get caffeine, <clears throat> you don't get that sleep pressure, right? So this is like a thing that makes you want to sleep oh yeah. cool so then so then I, I actually was just gonna say so like you know if you were to stay up for like a full 24 hours yeah and not sleep the reason why like during the morning you get a slight boost of energy is because the like... adenosine is actually still constant but your circadian rhythm is giving you that boost now oh okay you know what i mean so like yeah. so like if, if we had a graph the adenosine would like be linear or exponential growth mm. whereas your circadian rhythm would have like dips and dives mm. and that uptick of your circadian rhythm in a morning time yeah. where you usually wake up would actually make you feel a little bit of energy even though you stayed up all night yeah you're tired as crack yeah that yeah. makes sense um so that's pretty cool for the circadian rhythm thing i read somewhere that girls are on a longer cycle than guys on average so girl cycles are usually on average, twenty five hours and not twenty four. Ooh, fact. So I feel like <clears throat> it's almost like you guys need those triggers to make sure you stay on like a real life schedule, mm. right? So like those triggers again would be like sunlight. Like if you see sunlight during the day or like in the morning, it'll like trigger you to like stay awake and shit, right? But like that's also why it's tough to live in places like the North Pole, where it's like you get sunlight for six months straight and then you get zero sunlight for six months straight. So, like, I think people there, like, one thing, they need, like, really good shutters or something mm-hmm. during summer. And then during winter, they need, like, artificial light to, like, blast them they to make sure. They call it, like, happy, happy light. Yes, and yes, yes. put them all in a room and call it the happy room. Yeah, yeah. And well, that's that just sense. a le- legitimate thing. But, yeah, that's, without those triggers, it'll be harder, right? Like, food's another trigger. Like, you know how, like, people tell you, like, hey, if you travel anywhere, eat at their schedule so you're mm-hmm. easily adapt to their their rhythm there is some truth to that where um you can change your actually okay to go to the base of this so like circadian rhythm yeah but like a, a lot of the circadian rhythm and i i learned this not from this book but from an andrew huberman podcast it was about it's actually solely related to or more related to temperature so like when you eat you actually increase in in temperature because as you're burning the food your, your body will increase in temperature right so that's how your body is triggered to know, like, hey, it's time to get up and stuff. But, like, we also have natural dips and dives of our of our temperature. So, like, um, I've noticed my natural lowest temperature, which is um, right around 4 or 5 a.m. And what I learned from that podcast is he's saying it's always two hours before you wake up, approximately. Mm. Apparently, what you can do before you travel is you can change your circadian rhythm, not by, like, eating at their schedule or anything like that. But if you... Um, increase your temperature earlier or you increase your temperature later in the day you can actually change your sleep pattern uh so for example like if i were to eat later at night i would have to sleep later because for me to trigger sleep i need to get colder but i just ate so then my the body Mm -hmm. temperature is going up right so like it'll be like 4 a.m is my lowest and then it'll go highest around, like, say, like, 3 or 4 p.m. And apparently, at that time, you can actually have peak performance in, like, physical activity, too. 
yeah. Right when you wake up? <clears throat> no, uh, when you're at your peak. Like, there's oh. there's several peaks throughout the day. Oh. So uh, one, one of the peak is actually soon after you wake up, but then yeah. it peaks again, like, in the afternoon and stuff. Oh, I see, I see. Right, but it, it goes through a whole cycle because, like, right when you're about to sleep, it'll start slowing down, it'll start getting cold. Yeah. Like, you, like, that's one of the things you want to get cold to, to, yeah. to go to bed. And then you'll hit your temperature minimum at four. And the only reason, or for me, it's four. The only reason I know it's four is okay. One, I wake up around seven, so it's around two hours before. But it, it's it's not because of the ring. But um, every night around that time, I get so cold that I have to switch blankets because I have like a oh. cooling blanket. Oh, so and then I get to the point where like, I like I can't sleep anymore. So like I like swap blankets and stuff. <laughs> and it's always around the same time. And I don't know if it's like I actually don't know if the. the there's any science to this, but for some reason I wake up about the same time, and it's not actually abnormal to wake up during the night. Like, um, like we actually go through very normal sleep sleep uh, sleep cycles. So like a typical sleep cycle, I think it's about ninety minutes, right? Um, and during that cycle, you go through like different stages of sleep, right? So like you go through, uh, so closer to the beginning of the night, you'll have more deep sleep and less REM sleep, and REM sleep is what gives you uh, dreams. Mm. Right, but deep sleep is what um, kind of activates into long-term memory and stuff like that. Uh, pretty much, uh, we we can go through this in a bit, but essentially the sleep cycle is every ninety minutes, and then more deep sleep during the beginning of the night, more REM sleep during um, the morning, and closer to the morning. <clears throat> Makes sense. Yeah. So then, um, like. Usually, like, I, I actually always thought, like, I just sleep through the whole night. But ever since I got my, like, sleep tracker, my aura ring, and, like, so I, after... Don't walk around the room. No, no. And then after, like, learning about this, I was like, it makes sense. Because, like, my, my ring would tell me when I woke up. And, like, my cycles... Like, at first, when I didn't read this book yet, and I just got this ring, I'm like, whoa, I didn't know I woke up five times during the night. This is so yeah. freaking oh, weird, yeah. right? And then, um... And then I was like, wait, is this, like, thing messed up? Because I was like, I'm pretty sure I dreamed quite a bit last night, but it said I had really less REM sleep. Oh. Um, but apparently, like, if I cut out my morning sleep, like, if I wake up too early, yeah, uh, it'll cut out on REM sleep because that's where you get the most, right? Oh, I see, I see. So then that's why, um, like, I wouldn't say you'd want to sacrifice one or the other because they're both just as important. But I do think, like, maybe that's a cause of a lot of, like, younger kids because you know how, like, they get forced to wake up to go to school and stuff? Yeah. But, like, legitimately, their, their sleep cycle is pushed differently. Yeah. So then it kind of messes up with the REM sleep, which have like pretty crazy benefits, but like also and and REM sleep, which is deep sleep, has pretty good benefits too. Yeah, I saw an article a long time ago that said that the it's in good nature. It's a good reason that they should change the timing for schools. Yes. Even though I know school, a large part of it is like daycare for when all the parents are at work and stuff. People are saying that they should change the times for school because kids have to wake up early and they're forced to learn and try and do all that stuff at 8 a.m. when they're dead. And it impacts their growth and their brain health and all that stuff. It's, yeah, it's Very pretty negatively. insane. Like, we can go into the, like, crazy details about that stuff, but just in general, yes, like, completely true. Like, like we're using it as, like, not we because we don't have kids, but I'm just saying, like, other career adults are using it as a daycare, mm. but like it doesn't actually benefit them. They're actually getting more harmful impact than mm. than actually like going there, right? So like I guess like I can go through some of the stages of sleep. So like deep sleep, I guess the analogy they used in um the book was like 
if you're in a stadium and everyone's just talking, you just hear a lot of noise everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's like a daily life of your brain. It's like noise everywhere. In deep sleep, they're all singing the same note at the same time. So it's just like a consolidated single note. And this is where um, your short-term memory can kind of get into your long-term memory. So the short-term memory you have during the day can be accessed into your long-term memory. And this happens during deep sleep. Um, so pretty much like, I guess what I wrote here is like different parts of the brain, right? So that's that's, that's where um, the front of the brain, which has all the short-term memory, can access the back of the brain as during deep sleep. Um, another thing it also happens is like, I think I, I didn't remember writing about this, but I did remember hearing about it in a couple podcasts and like reading a bit about it. But it's like when you're playing like motor function or any like instrument or something, it's like a motor skill, right? Yeah. You're trying this new thing and it's just like you can't connect it and yeah. stuff. In deep sleep, that's where it gets like connected, refined, and turned into smooth. It, it made a lot of sense for me because when I was trying things, it would be like. When I was just playing with my drum and stuff, I'd be like trying some beats and yeah. I just like couldn't get it. Like no matter how slow I did, I couldn't get it. And then two nights after, it's just like, just like very oh, smooth. I see, I see. So that's just like some anecdotal evidence. I don't know how how true it is, but yeah, during NREM sleep, deep sleep, that's like the hardest for you to actually wake up. So probably when you passed out, you were in like deep sleep, like when your parents mm-hmm. had to bring you to hospital. So like, there's no like it was just a lot harder for you to get out of it, right? And then the next one, um, so like more NREM sleep during the beginning of the night, more REM sleep um, earlier in the morning, and this is where you actually dream. So like when you REM sleep, you go back to like the waves are the exact same as like being awake. So like that's that's how they measure, right? If you went to a sleep study, they'll measure like your brain waves, and then during deep sleep, it would just be like a single very cohesive note, mm. and then during uh, REM sleep, it's like very chaotic. And then during wakeful time, it's also very chaotic. So, like, um, in in REM sleep, it's, uh, you're actually paralyzed in REM sleep. Um, Sleep paralysis happens during REM sleep? Yeah, so not as in, like, the sleep paralysis as in the scary thing where you, like, you know, you see yourself or, like, you know, um, the whole, like, scary thing where you can't move and stuff. But, like, you legitimately can't move because they don't want you to act, or not they, but, like, evolution and your brain doesn't want you to act out your dreams, right? Mm -mm. Um, like that's the whole point of them. Could be a day. Yeah, could be a day. Could be some aliens and stuff. We we can get into that. Probably is. We'll get into that in the next episode. You have another guys. slide. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, uh, we're yeah. all in this simulation. Next week, tune in. We'll address yeah. this. Yes. Yeah. So, actually, no. The uh, I did remember the book, and maybe I'm getting stuff mixed up because I read this a while ago. But in NREM sleep, you learn the majority of like the finer details oh no 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 no, no. like in REM sleep you learn the finer detail in NREM sleep you learn like the majority of it so I think the analogy they use in the book is in in NREM sleep it's like you're taking the big pile of marble and you're starting to shape the thing and then in REM sleep you put the fine details into it Mm. um so that like this first part really just goes through like some of the bases of sleep um and then later on it can say some of like the crazy benefits which i'm gonna get to right now if i can figure out how this works my mouse so wait when when your body is paralyzed yeah so when you like sleepwalk you're not actually dreaming is that uh yeah so i have a part on sleepwalking here (laughs) 
Yeah, because it's a le- legitimate thing. I have a crazy story it. about my sleepwalking too. All right, tell it. Tell me. Tell me what's your crazy sleepwalk story. All right, so this one time I was sleeping at my grandparents' house when, um, my parents were in the hospital, and then I ended up sleepwalking, and I was sleeping in my aunt's room with my sister and my aunt. So my aunt was on my left side, and my sister was on the right side. We were sleeping horizontally on the bed like yeah. how you normally wouldn't yeah and then so when i woke up i stepped over my aunt which woke her up obviously right and then i went over to her full body mirror in her room and just sat in front of it and then she was like she called out my chinese name she, I, hello what are you doing are you awake are you okay and i could she was probably really creeped out because i would have been creeped out too because i apparently what i did was i sat in front of the mirror and i just stared at it for a while and then i turned around and i was like i'm gonna find her and then I stood up, walked outside the room, and then walked over to the living room area and just stood in front of the couch and just stared at the couch for the longest time. And my aunt was like, are you okay? Come back to bed. Like, what the heck Burn is going Burn her. On? Burn the... W- you know you sleep next to this lady? And then, <laughs> and then I like turned around and sat down on the couch and just sat there, like perfect, perfectly um, poised position perfect stature not slouching at all my hands resting on my knees just sitting and just staring straight at the wall and i just sat there for like five minutes my aunt said and then i just got up and i walked back into the room just walked past her and just laid back into bed that's some paranormal shit right there mm-hmm. that's so spooky especially the whole mirror thing yeah like you know how it's like it's always like i don't know like the mirror is the gateway to the you know the other realm and stuff Oh, true. Told my aunt, I was like, if I ever saw anyone else doing that, I would push them. I would do something. I'd be like, holy shit, get out of my house. Oh, yikes. And I would not get them to, or like, have them go back to my bed, and I would not go back and fall asleep right beside them. Yeah. Yeah, so, I guess the official term is somnambulism. I don't know how to say it properly. Um, but that is pretty much just sleepwalking, right? So, um, so apparently this is during, like, deep sleep, where you're between, like, wakefulness and deep sleep. Um, there's a jolt that like makes you move and stuff, I guess. Um, and I guess there's one very rare case about like a homicide, but the guy was like sleepwalking and stuff. Oh my God. But like, I've heard stories where people are like, I heard this one story in the news. I don't know how credible this is, but this lady like ended up at work when she woke up because she like slept, walked, drove all the way to work. But that's the scary part. You're like driving in your sleep and shit like that, right? She probably had a Tesla. (laughs) <laughs> well yeah if you're driving how are you reacting i have to... no idea unless dude. it was a uh, open road you know that no uh family guy meme where it's an asian lady driving and she's like oh i gotta oh. turn left now <laughs> good luck everybody it's uh i changed Same my now <laughs> she goes across five lanes <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah sleepwalk is scary do, do you know one of our common good friend our star he sleep talks Really? Yeah, and I have first. I have first hand experience because on our trip, I was uh, we we shared we shared the bunk, and then um, yeah, I I definitely heard him sleep. I was like, what the fuck are you? I don't even remember because I was trying to sleep, right? So like I was like, like falling asleep and stuff, and then I heard someone talking. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Oh, David sleep talks like quite a bit actually. Yeah. But was it, uh, is it, like, just mumbo-jumbo, or... No, when you sleep talk, No, 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 I meant for, uh, our star. Uh, I think it was, like, just distinct words, like, yeah, or something like that. Oh, I see, like, he's reacting to somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's like Davis, too. Yeah. Like, when you say things, you you wake up, and you're like, oh my god, I did it. And then I would obviously be there, and I'd be like, oh, what'd you do? And he's like, 
oh yeah, I was just doing this one thing, and then he'll just fizzle back into the background. And I'm like, what was the one thing that you did? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. <laughs> and I have like full on conversations with him, but he won't ever give me any actual like detail about what he's talking about. Yeah. He'll always be like, I don't know, or he did this one thing, I don't understand, things like that. Okay, like I remember one time in high school, um, like I usually sleep next to my phone when when I was younger, like a lot closer to me, mm-hmm. and I remember I was dreaming about. Um, having a conversation with my at that time girlfriend on the phone and then my dream ended but I think in my mind I thought she hung up so I called her back <laughs> like cause my phone was next to me I called her back I was like, and then she started talking to me she's like, well, like why are you calling me I was like well, why am I calling you <laughs> I don't know actually I was like I thought we were having conversation she's yeah, like no I'm like Oh, man, I guess I was just dreaming. <laughs> it was like 3 it was in the such morning, a good too. good conversation. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, why are you up? <laughs> but, but it's also the thing where it's like you don't really remember your dream, too, right? Yeah. So it's like I woke up, and I didn't really remember what she's saying, but I did remember, like, we were talking on the phone, and I thought she hung up, or I thought there was, like, a bad connection or something, so I called oh, her back. Oh, I see, I see. And, wait, yeah. did you, like, I kind of got that before, but, like, did you, like, fall asleep while on the phone and then you oh. kind of wake up and realize that you weren't you didn't hang up and then you were still on a phone <laughs> with them so you were like in the mist and then you phone back but in reality you already yeah, fell asleep yeah, for like yeah. three hours no I don't think it was that situation <laughs> I, I, but I have had times where that happened yeah, before right? where you're like talking on the phone at night yeah, you, you know? just drift yeah, off yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. those I've days I've had that happen before like twice yeah. where I was on the phone with my boyfriend at the time too for like until like 4am or something and I was talking 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 and I kept talking about something and then I thought I was still talking about the topic we were talking about and just giving like my feedback but then like I remember it was probably like 5-10 minutes later he was like why are you talking about broccoli and when he said that I was like broccoli was I talking about broccoli and he was like yeah we were talking about something whatever it was and he was like and then you just started talking about broccoli for like 5 minutes straight and I was like oh shit alright well I'm too tired I'm going to bed but that happened twice. Do you... Do you feel kind of... For me, I was like... It's so interesting, because I feel like back in the day, I, or maybe not just I, me and my peers needed that, like, attention all the time or something, mm-hmm. or, I don't know, that that companionship yeah. all the time. But now it's just like... Leave me alone. Good night, Joyce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just straight to bed. Just like, I'm done, guys. That's yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, sleep in, sleep, yeah. I think it's also puppy love. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like yeah. obsessed with the other person. Yeah. But I felt like like it happened way more when I was younger. Like Ooh. in more my time relationships, it'd be just be like more mature. I don't know. It just feels more mature where I'm just like I know there's a time where I just need to sleep. Yeah. And this is the time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, you understand more about yourself now. Yes. Uh, you're not putting them in priority. Yeah. Right? At that time, you're like, oh my gosh, she's everything. Yeah, she's like so cool and stuff. I really want her to like me. Yeah, that's but true. now it's like. Uh, that's it's okay true. if I don't see you for a while. I just need my sleep tonight. Yeah. So one thing I want to bring up is like the crazy part about like dreaming or like in like REM sleep, like that stage. It's like, mm. it's kind of cool that he's saying like it's literally like a psychotic episode. So you're hallucinating because you're seeing things that are not actually there, right? You're delusional because you believe things that are not true, right? You're disoriented because you're confused about time, place, and person. Like time is obviously out of that question right um and then you uh effective labio i think that means extreme swings in emotions you're very emotional during your um dreaming Mm -hmm. state 
and then you have amnesia because you forget everything, or you forget mostly everything as soon as you she wake means up. A drug. Well, isn't that like the whole DMT thing, right? Isn't DMT what like it's a naturally producing? Oh, is that drug? what it is? Oh, I don't yeah. know. I that causes this dream state. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that dimethyltryptamine, yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's Wait, one thing I definitely want to try. Wait, so so you go on a dream state and you just forget about it afterwards? That's basically um, it. Yeah. Well, yeah. You apparently, I don't know how. I don't know the legality of using it and stuff. Yeah. But apparently, there are places where you can. Um, it's like a clinic, so like you have a nurse with you or whatever. They inject you with the thing, and you're just out for a bit, and then you're back. Oh. I think it's like a 15-20 minute thing. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, That's but I cool. think they usually want you to stay for longer afterwards. Yeah, just and then I sure. think it could be a form of like therapy and stuff too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So mostly good. I I, I think so at least. Okay. I don't know. I feel like most of the drugs. Like you ever see any podcast with Dr. Carl Hart? I think is his name. He's that's he's pretty much like. Uh, he thinks hard drugs is very similar to like alcohol, gambling, all that stuff. It's yeah. dependent on the user. Mm-hmm. Like. If the user is very addictive, it doesn't matter what you give them. They're still going to be addicted to something, right? True. So, like, why not let everyone have their own freedom by legalizing the drugs to pick and choose what you want to use, right? Like, I was like, oh, that's a pretty valid argument. And he's, he's like, a professor, too. So, he, mm. like, studies, I think, the psych- studies the effects of drugs and, psych- and psychology. I believe yeah. that's what he does. Yeah, 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 I see. So, like, <laughs> it was funny because in the podcast he was saying, like, he gets, like cocaine and shit and he tries it himself and it's like the sure, the, the thing you know what I mean like like, like yeah exactly like like if you get it from a drug dealer you don't know what they cut into it right yeah, but yeah. if he gets it for science he has to get it from a certain lab oh, and stuff oh, like that yeah. and he knows that's like he that's the shit right there with a credit card still <laughs> oh yeah for science that's so yeah <laughs> see this huge hippie with a PhD <laughs> exactly um, anyway, since we're still on dream, um, so dreaming so far right now is dreams aren't like, from what I've read, it's kind of random. Like there's no connection to anything really. And, really? For, and, and from what I've read, it's, it's really, your brain are, is taking random thoughts and trying to connect them mm. and it may not work and it may not stick. And it's just taking random stuff and just trying it out. Is from what I've read, I could be wrong. I don't know how they can even study it that well on that. Yeah, so it's kind of a hard one, right? Um, but yeah, apparently they can predict your dreams now with with scanning your brain. How yeah. so? Why? Um, this is how I think of it, and I I'm not sure if they explore it in the book, but I thought of it logically. So like, if you look at if you ate an apple, you get a brainwave, or you say apple, there's a certain brainwave, right? If you can translate that electrical signal to apple then now you know that signal always represents apple right okay so now if they have enough of a map if they have a big enough of a dictionary they can literally scan your brain while you're sleeping and then they can actually figure out like oh this is what you're dreaming about even though there's just an apple on a table yeah yeah and then one of the crazy ethical thing the book talked about is like um like are you responsible for what you dream like wait, wait wait when they say predict then it's not really predicting it's just seeing when you're asleep they're scanning your brain at the same time so like, they can predict what you're so it, I, I think i think they actually did a study i, I think what it was is like yeah. they would scan a person's brain 
then they would let them sleep. And during their REM sleep, they can predict approximately what their dream was about. Oh. So, like, okay. it would be like, uh, your dream had an elephant in it, you were walking, uh, you oh. went to a river. Right? Oh, I see. Well, I thought predict in the like, like, like confused. Yeah, like guess, what you're gonna like dream guess, like next? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. It was this more like, so more like after the fact. Yeah, like after I see, they I were see. already done dreaming, they'll be like, "Okay, I can guess that this is what you dreamed about yeah, based yeah. on your brainwaves." Right? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then this, I, I, I don't know how compelling it is. And maybe I have to read the book again. But they were saying like, one of the crazy things is like, are people um, liable for what they dream? Right? Like, if I dream about killing the president, am I? No. Like, I didn't but, do the act, but I, like, thought about it, right? Like, yeah. Well, no, I don't think you can do that because yeah. even when you're wide awake, you have intrusive thoughts that's like, oh, push this person in front of a car, or why don't I just jump in front of this car, True. things like that. True. Or, oh, that kitchen's so cute, I'll just eat it. Or this baby's so cute, I'll just eat it. But you wouldn't actually do those things. So it wouldn't make sense to be convicted for any of it, even in a dream state. True. But you know the scariest part about this whole scanning thing is that one day... Like, okay, if I say, think about your bank pin. Okay. And I yeah. scan your brain while you do that. It'll be 6969, nine, so... <laughs> well, but, like, you know what I mean, right? And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, okay, we're going to do this other study. I'm just going to scan... Think I'm going to say something... your bank's institution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but then, but then I'll also... Credit card yeah, but then I'll also say, like, think about I your, like... I fucking know. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot how long ago. Such a shit ton of question marks. Like, yeah. fuck, kick this guy out of the study. But like, if they also made like a mental map of all numbers now, and then they said, yeah. think of your pin. Also, they know it, right? True. But it's it, it's almost like Inception, where they like learn something while from, you're from your dream, right? That's true. Yeah. Last that when I was thinking, well, that's the scariest part. Well, it's couldn't like, you just scan the brain while it's in use? Yeah, like, it's not really. You yeah. don't even need to do like, it while dreaming. You could just ask the person to have a scan. Well, if he voluntarily at like had his right, brain but it, it could also be the case where like, what if the technology and devices get so good where you can like hide it? You know what I mean? Mm. Like you hide it in someone's hat, and then oh. while while they put it on and they go to yeah. the bank and they do their stuff, yeah, and then now you know, hey, this yeah, is my yeah, pen, yeah. right? Like that that'd be some crazy technology at that. Point. I I don't know. Like, I wouldn't where play we're a pass just for well, that thing to exist. Yeah, I mean, soon or even right now. I feel like when we get to that point, like the fact that they can already predict dreams already to me feels like they have a very good understanding of a dictionary to what yeah. electrical signals in the brain means, right? And I feel like they've studied the shit out of this, whether yeah. publicly or you know in like Privately, labs government. and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, don't tell me China's not doing this to the like crazy amount of people. Like, I feel like yeah. certain, you know non-ethical yeah you don't even need to threaten this. information out you just fucking yeah. put them under a scanner and that's all you need to do exactly. <laughs> i have no volunteer <laughs> yeah. i didn't betray the country i swear yeah. they put me but, in a okay scanner. like doesn't it get crazy because then it, like i guess this also goes back to Neuralink. but wouldn't it get to the point where it's like you literally cannot lie like yeah yeah well yeah like no privacy like there's like yeah. it's not just you can't lie you can also tell their intentions right like you know what they intend to do mm -hmm. or intend to say true so it's like, There's, you can't even, it's almost like you can't even fake it at that point, right? Yeah. Or you're just becoming robots. It's just becoming so That's, that's how I'm going to live forever, maybe, you know? Maybe, maybe my next subject has to be uh, biotech, 
skills. Yeah, how to yeah. upload your brain into if I can cloud. upload my brain, that that, <laughs> that would literally like solve it. Uh, is up is uploading your whole brain? Yeah. Right? Well, you should have just skipped right to that. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to take this test. Book this boy. <laughs> trying to do it the archaic way. Yeah. I'm trying to work out yeah. and be healthy, eat yeah. an apple a day, no. sleep eight hours. Go straight to the computer. <laughs> Let's go, boys. Or just ice yourself, dude. <laughs> just give you the answer to life. But you're not gonna be sleep. True. Yeah. So anyways, going back to like dreaming, apparently like dreaming is like a form of like therapy. So like, um, when you're dreaming, and this is how they test if you're truly in REM sleep, is like you don't have any noradrenaline in your brain. So like, uh, this that noradrenaline like I think causes like anxiety, fear, and all that stuff. Uh, no, I don't think. I think it's more of like anxiety, the fear, and all that stuff is what is associated with it. So apparently what you can do is during REM sleep is that uh, you actually replay very painful memories, but without the trauma. Interesting. Like, like if I see someone I love... living it? Yeah, if I see someone I love pass away, if I can get sufficient sleep, I can um, get into a state where I can kind of accept those emotions. Hmm. Like, like, accept them as this is what's happened, right? This is weird. Thinking about like, yeah, crying about a person. <laughs> let me just get a good night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> let me just let me just forget about you. And uh, two nights, two nights is all I need. But sure, yeah. Yeah, apparently that's it. and uh, yeah. It, I don't know if there's any like I'm just thinking of like anecdotal stuff of like. Is that how people in abusive situations become okay with it? Like, I actually don't know if they become okay. I actually think that they um. They go to sleep and get their REM sleep. Like, I feel like they don't get bad. enough sleep. Could be a cause of them not figuring out how to work past it. Mm. Right? Because I feel like the people in an abusive relationship, they can't get past it. That's why they're not willing to leave it, right? Mm. So because they don't get sufficient sleep, probably due to stress from the mm. abusive relationship, they can't get like a good set of sleep. And then they can't uh, get past that painful experience or whatever, right? Um... Yeah, so that's that's the cool part. Also, like a part of your brain that's like, um, pretty much in that state where you where you don't have that like stress and stuff, you also have heightened sense of logic and very less emotion involved. Oh, so you just see it a lot more logical. Interesting. Yeah, I I actually I don't know like I feel like I've had some I don't know. I haven't had much traumatic experience, so I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have any anecdotal evidence on this, right? I feel like all my traumatic experiences, I react to it very emotionally. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking, like, it's, I think the way they phrase in the book and the way I've also thought about it, it's like, when you're going through a super painful experience, it feels super painful at that time, but over time, with sufficient sleep, you kind of it doesn't feel as painful anymore. Is it because of time or is it because of sleep? But like that pain would it... still be the same amount, right? Like the intensity of the pain would should still be the same amount, but if you can fully relive that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm actually not 100% sure. I guess about. you can't take sleep out of time cuz then you'll just die. Yeah. So you can't really tell if it's literally just time or if it's a mix of sleep and time or if it's just yeah sleep, like passing time is what gets you through it or something yeah because like right? you can't also take time out of sleep so yeah um and then the other thing they were saying is like uh in REM sleep so one of the things that happens when you dream and you go into the state of REM sleep is that you um 
it's not just all these wishy-washy things. There's something very evolutionary to it. So, uh, apparently, you learn to, like, read people's expression better. And you know how to react to them better when you go through REM sleep. Well, while you're dreaming? Yes, yes. So, um, pretty much... Actually, I'm not exactly sure how to explain it. I, I did read about it. It's pretty much like you learn to read other people's expression and, and emotions better. And the evolutionary part of it is like, if you're like stone cold motherfucker and you're trying to live in a tribe, you're going to get kicked out, right? Like they want that. Mm-hmm. You have to do that as an evolutionary thing to survive. Because it's, I guess, the equation or the end result for evolution was to live in a group in a tribe because it's more efficient for, you know, four people to live together, hunt together, and all this stuff than just one person, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So apparently, during REM sleep, the one proven fact that is that you actually learn to read people's expression and, and emotion better as you get more REM sleep. Which actually kind of worries so me about, that, like... People that are bad at reading people's emotions or, like, they have low EQ, so they just don't get as much REM sleep as other people? Possibly. And, like, that's what I'm thinking, like, is our generation kind of fucked up because we... Went through the generation of we had to go to school early in the early in the morning, and we know for sure when you go to school early in the morning, you lose REM sleep as part of yeah. the sleep cycles. Like, are we just worse at reading people? And like, Oof. I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, True. are we just worse at reading expression and stuff? Hmm. Because yeah. like sometimes I feel like I'm pretty awkward when I talk to people face to face and stuff, especially if I'm not that familiar with them and stuff. Did you notice it was because you didn't sleep the previous night <laughs> or sleep <laughs> slept? Checks his ring. Oh, that's yeah. why. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Actually, yeah. Next yeah. time you I notice, I think I'm just it, awkward uh, around people because yeah. I'm awkward around people. Yeah. I... <laughs> I that's why we're doing this, sleep. right? Well, we... you do sleep a lot nowadays, so complete 180 of your past self. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's one of an undeniably good thing um and then part of dreaming too is creativity so that's another part it says um pretty much like i said before you can kind of build these random connections while you're sleeping that random connection is actually part of creativity like it kind of makes sense it's what makes you creative is be able to do something that's not part of the norm right Mm -hmm. so having those random connections so like um like dreaming can potentially like increase creativity and stuff like that so that's the cool part of it so you get like no dreams and no connections you don't get any dreams davis no no i do get dreams i'm saying he's not creative it's insulting oh i feel like i'm not creative either though oh really yeah i feel like i dream a lot too like reading being into these and i guess that's more analytical cooking is pretty creative i haven't cooked in so long like like took a weekend to co- ever since i got really busy at work it's just like i just want to spend all of my weekend just doing things that's not feel like any type of work yeah. like i'd rather spend the money that i made and just go buy food and hang out with Julius and my friends and stuff sure. that's how i feel like i don't know i also feel like um like my perception of time is so messed up in, in, in dreaming like i actually feel like i like dreamt all night like literally all night and then i'll check mm. my ring and all that shit like oh you only had REM sleep for like 20 minutes i'm like well that wait i feel normal. like that's normal though yeah like yeah. sometimes when you snooze and go back and that's like when you have like the most amount of that's dreams, true right? and it's the most intense oh. too it's like yeah like it's yeah. yeah i've had so many like especially during like school and stuff like <laughs> 
just like sleeping way past the time yeah. just because I hit snooze. And then you're just in that dream realm and you're gone. <laughs> you're just gone. <laughs> yeah. Love's uh, blurring. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. Like that. So part of this, I don't even know if I wrote about this, but there are some people who can, um, you know what lucid dreaming is? It's like yeah. you can control your dreams. Yeah. So there are some people who can do this every single night. And they can do it on command too. So they actually did this one study where they, um, pretty much what they did in short is that they took these people who said they can and they were like, hey, we're going to prove it if you can or not. They uh, scanned their brain and said, okay, clench your left fist while, while they're awake, right? They'll clench your left fist, it'll, it'll produce a signal, right? And they'll say like clench your right fist and they'll it'll produce a, a specific signal, right? Yeah. And then they'll say something like, okay, when you go into your dream state, we want you to do this sequence of stuff. Okay. And they do it. And then they're scanning their brain while they're dreaming. Yeah. And, and it happens. It. Yeah, oh, okay. That's that's cool. Cool. And I'm just like, well, that's crazy. If you could, like... That's literally a whole nother world. Well, it's... Like, like think like, about this like way. Like, sleep from, like, not even half, but, like, like a third of your life. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. A, a third of your life is right. But, like, isn't that crazy? Because, like, it goes back to, like, Inception, like, the movie. It's, like, yeah. these people who are always wanting to dream because, like, that's their world they want to live in now, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's, I don't know, I think that's pretty That's, crazy. uh, wait, so, how does this, like, like, the concept of lucid dream work? So, you fall asleep, right? Yeah. And then when you get to that dream state, you're able to recognize that you're dreaming? And you can control everything can you, that's happening. Well, yeah. no, no, can you, like, can you build your world like The Sims? Or are you put into, like, a I, dream I, and you know that you're dreaming? I think the amount of control is dependent. Like, I, I've had lucid dreams where I was aware of my dream, but I couldn't really change anything. But I've also had lucid dreams where I'm aware of my dream and I could, like, do something. Okay. But could you imagine if you have that and you can do it every single night? Yeah. Like, someone pisses you off and be like, <laughs> I'll fuck you, you up tonight. Go to sleep. When technology gets so far past, that'll be the best insult. Yo, put this on. Scan my head. Yeah, see what's happening right now. See what's happening. Yeah, yeah, bitch. You like that? Yeah. Well, wait. I actually think about it this way too. What if that's like the optimal form of therapy too? Like instead fuck of somebody's mom in your <laughs> no, what? no, like, 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 think about sure, this way. Sure, think sure. about this way. Like, yeah. someone pisses you off, and instead of like raging at them or at anyone you love, like, instead of just no rage at all, yeah. you go to sleep, you just take out all your anger there, and then you just wake up. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. Next part. time you see them, you kind of feel like it's resolved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. You're like, oh, you really got hurt last night. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> the hard part is going to sleep angry. First of all. <laughs> you need some sort of thing and uh, then you have to control your mind to be able to lucid dream that portion DMT. that's yeah, true that's a... but, but anyway still that'd be a crazy form of therapy I think so is there's no downside to like do you get less actual like recovery sleep like do you feel uh, less I actually, awake or... so I, I they haven't really dived into this book but I actually feel like this is again completely anecdotal, but I feel like in nights where I have like a lot of intense dream, I actually feel a little bit more tired when I wake up. Not oh, like okay. physically, but almost mentally. Yeah. And like for me, like how I think of it is like if my brain's during sleep, it's active, like I'm awake. Yeah. And if it's active for longer and more, does yeah. that just like does that do anything to me? Yeah. But there's so few times where I get that much like REM sleep. I feel like I don't know. It's like the shit part of our like society is like we're forced to wake up or do things at specific times and when you just like you're, you're not forced for a time you sleep but you're forced with the time you wake up so it's almost like you'd never really get shit on for your deep sleep because you're almost always gonna get it yeah but then your REM sleep always lacks because of oh uh, okay yeah right yeah 
Yeah, because if there's no downside, why don't we all fucking learn a lucid dream? Well, you can learn. Uh, no, I, I know. Can learn. you actually learn? Yeah, I, learn. I heard that oh. it's actually possible. You just need to like kind of train yourself. It's like how you can train yourself to astral plane. Which I think is like the next level of lucid dream. What's astral? What is that? You train yourself to have like an out-of-body experience when you sleep. Out of? Out-of-body experience when you sleep. So like you're watching yourself. Yeah. So like people that say when they died, they can like watch themselves on the hospital bed or whatever. Yeah. That's astral planning. And some people can, so, some but, people naturally can do that. Some people can train themselves So to you're do that. just watching yourself? You're like a Tesla on sentry mode? Like that's all you're doing? You're just watching <laughs> yourself? Kind of. But then some people can go places. Oh. And it's like you can go places and not even physical places. You can go places in time. Like you can go back like 20 years type of thing. But isn't that kind of just like lucid dreaming almost? Like you can control your setting? Kind of. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it can be real. So you can see history or you can... Some people say they can Maybe see the future. Be but it'd be or you like, can see something happening in, like, but it'd be your Russia perce- right now. Yeah, be Would it be, like, your perception of history, though? Yeah. No. Wait, what so, something okay. cool that I read was... All right, wait, 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 put on your tinfoil hat first. <laughs> no, 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 this is real. This is not a tinfoil hat thing. The CIA released a lot of um, private documents, and they were publicized for everyone to read, okay? Okay. So, one day when I was on my, like, tin hat journey or whatever i was reading a lot of these and then one of them was talking about astral playing and where they had i, I don't remember where this was was this in the states or russia or something they had this yeah. girl astral plane to mars this sounds really crazy astral plane to mars but mars in like the 1600s to see like what civilization lived there and what was going on there and she said she saw these people that were like really freaking tall and they had buildings that were also really tall but also really like round and they seemed kind of hollow in the inside and they were all some of them were like they didn't really talk to her and no one really looked at her and if she ever made eye contact with someone she said it felt really scary and like she had like a deep sense of dread like oh they shouldn't see me or shouldn't say anything to make it seem like i'm not from here and then she said they told her to go to like these certain coordinates and when she went there these people were preparing they like told her they were talking about preparing to leave the planet because the planet was about to die okay and this is a real cia document that's documented that's has all the like but how, how do you prove she was right though like... they had her first go do a few tests like i believe it was somebody had somebody wrote a few numbers down in another yeah. room yeah. and then they told her to astral play into that another room and read those numbers out. And they did a few of those tests. She like read those numbers out perfectly. They told her to go to like this specific time in history and tell me like, oh, what was here, blah, blah, blah. And they had the answers in their book. Yeah. And she was able to tell them exactly. So like, okay, seems like you're like passing all these little tests that we're doing. So go all the way to Mars and try doing that. And this is, this is, this sounds crazy, but this is an actual CIA like document. Wait, wait, but. The CIA document that they released to the public. Yeah, but it was confidential for like years and years and years. But what makes it so? It's a CIA document, but what, why does that make that real? It's the government. What do you mean? The government will lie to us. The government will ever lie to us. I just. They can fucking write any document and mark a CIA. I, I, I think it's one of those things where it's like you gotta see it to believe it. So I, I, I would I, have. No... I mean, I mean, maybe it's just me, and I'm like, holy shit, this okay, shit is so cool. It's but if you but... okay, if there's say this is one of a type girl, but 
Like this, there's only this one girl. Can no, no, do there's, that shit. there's a lot. Of, then a lot, okay, if there's a lot of these people in this world that can astral plane and be able to control wherever the fuck they want, and you can see the real timeline, they can predict the future. The stock market will crash. Everything. So is all the major rich people. Like, if they, I want to go to the future right now, I'm going to see what Tesla stock is doing 10 days from now. I'm going to invest all my money. Hmm. Have you thought about that? Like, so it's either <laughs> it's not true or all these people are idiots. Yeah, <laughs> must be. I mean, I, I don't like, know. you can't go future past. Like, the vision is obviously, it, it's way too good. Like, why don't they solve crimes? Okay, I'm just gonna go check real quick what you actually did in this well, house, like house two days ago. I feel like it's something that you have. To, it's like an ability that's not that explored yet. But then it's also an ability that if someone was actually that good, obviously the government wouldn't. There's let it become a common so thing. Many, no, you can't even say government. Like they could have went fucking nine eleven. Go back to nine eleven. Go back to Hillary. Why, why are you go to Mars? Go to nine eleven. Why not? Who Mars? the fuck started this shit? <laughs> like, do I have to invade Afghanistan? No, let me just check <laughs> what this astrophysics or whatever. The fuck. You want to know if aliens exist? No, Holy this shit, all, that's there's a so real many questions. You can't just believe this based on the one circle. That just makes no fucking sense. I don't think the CIA is telling the truth. But I don't think you would be completely wrong. Because if you, if I, if, if I had that ability, I would mm. do exactly what you said. I would figure yeah. out the Tesla stocks, but I wouldn't tell jack shit to no, anyone. I or you could be a fair, I would uh, be completely quiet. Or a fair child or all those like super rich, olden day, like old money type of families that are like billionaires. Yes, maybe maybe they maybe do have those people in their family. Yeah, but okay, okay, you're a science geek, right? How? In any mode of science, can you explain astroplaning? Where your mind is... Li- how can you go past? How do you go present? When yeah. everything is through your mind. Unless you're... In, uh, somehow... You know, the thing with science is that science is limited to what we know. Science will always grow whenever we find new things. Like, there's things that are impossible until we find out that it's possible. It sounds like a simulation. Yeah, but I could literally say that about anything. I am quite skeptical (laughs) about astral planning. I mean, Um, I can believe in a sense where you see your body because you know you're you're imagining it in your head because you're producing that through your brainwaves or whatever the fuck is making this image. I could even see that, like, you can see around you if you're, like, for some reason your eyes were open or your eyes could collect information and it's translating to your brain so your brain's looking down at the projection of what you see. Yeah, 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 exactly. There has to be some... Or you're hearing the surroundings and you're forming an image in your head of what is surrounding in your area. That's how... But anywhere else, like, you going to Mars, that's way too far of a stretch. Yeah, it's, uh... I mean, yeah, like... It's almost like getting anal probe by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> True. I believe that more though. Right. Anyways, yeah, let me go just, ahead. Uh, let me just get make sure Tip CIA's not on the same. It's still uh, along the same line as lucid dreaming. Uh, no, not really. Not even close, actually. It's no, like the big sister, the crazy. No, version. lucid dreaming is everything involving in your own head. Your Thinking everything yeah. outside of your I, head. I, Future, so. past, present, space, time. There's literally everything you explore. You just found out the answer to life if you yeah. can astral plane. Alright. I mean if you find out astral plane, we'd be rich. I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go. Let's tell me what stocks. Why if you knew this power, you didn't tell me about this Sorry. shit. Could you imagine? <laughs> wait, 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 what if she had this power? And she could tell you what stocks, but as soon as you bought it, you changed the market now, yeah. and then that doesn't count anymore. 
no, no, no. There's no. Yeah, I can't be. Almost. It would be completely useless. Yeah. This power? Yeah. It would be like you're dreaming. It would be fucking hilarious. I just come up to you. I'm like. By the song, and it sings. No, I'm like, shit, you changed time, bro. That would be so funny. You can never be credible for yeah. what you saw in your future. Because as soon as you saw it, as soon it as you changed do it. anything about it. No, 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 no it'd no, be it like can't. you'd be the loneliest seer ever. Because whatever you saw, you can't tell anyone, or else it won't be true. Mm-hmm. So the only way for it to be true is you have to keep it to yourself. Doesn't even matter. I won't use it yeah. on the future. I'll look to the past. There's so much info in the past, anyways. True. True. I can find out anything, like, uh, yeah. Like, any historical fact that might not be confirmed. Like, who really invented the light bulb? Uh, who the like, fuck knows? Like, I'm like, gonna just go back and check. Like, jet fuel doesn't burn through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, like, if I fucking writing a test. Steel beams, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm writing, like, a test for my medical, whatever degree that I just decided to do. I'm just gonna look through the fucking book. <laughs> like, what, what do I, I. Just go anywhere. True, true, true. That's some crazy stuff. Yeah. Um. What else you guys want to know about sleep? I guess. Um. I feel like I haven't sold you guys on how much sleep you need and all the important things about sleep. Uh. I mean, I always kind of knew that sleep was. Sleep is great. Okay. Hey, one crazy thing I want to talk about is uh, sleep and alcohol. This might bum you guys out, though. Um. Let me just find it again. How we wake up earlier when we drink alcohol? No, actually, so, um, it, alcohol, like, messes up a lot of your sleep. So, like, first of all, when you drink, you don't get into the REM sleep. Yeah. So, like, the drug, the chemicals, the breakdown of it, mm-hmm. um, suppresses REM sleep. But they were talking about this one study, and this is the one study of the book I remember for sure. So, what they did is they took a bunch of people, they, they taught them this thing. Yeah. And then... One group went to sleep. They re- retested them the next day, and they retested them a week later. Yeah. The next day, they got better at whatever they were learn learning uh, as through sleep. And then mm-hmm. a week later, they got better too. Right? <clears throat> they took another group. Uh, they taught them the thing. They made them drink, yeah. get hammered. Uh, next day, they lost fifty percent of the stuff they learned, yeah. and a week later, it wasn't any better. Right? Oh. The scariest part is they taught this third group something. They let them That's sleep normally. Scary. Three days later, they make them drink. And then a week later, they also forgot half the shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And that's mainly because... um. So one thing, like... Pretty much, it causes amnesia, I guess. Or it, like, fucks up your, your memory and stuff for um for drinking alcohol. Um, But also... <clears throat> like, because of the half-life of alcohol, it lasts so long in your body that it really, like, suppresses everything. Um, so it's like even a light drink is kind of shitty for your sleep at night, which sucks for a lot of like casual drinkers mm. per se. But that's kind of the the harmful like learning portion of like drinking and sleep, right? Damn. Yeah, crazy, crazy for like. Is that why maybe older people have a hard time learning new tricks? <laughs> Just so bad with technology because they drink a actually of wine every night. Actually. The reason is their sleep, your sleep gets shittier as you get older. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, um, like, your, there's more things that disrupt your sleep. So, your bladder is smaller, it's shittier, you have to wake up in the middle of the night, just go pee. Uh, your sleep schedule is also messed up. Like, I do that already. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. But anyways, (laughs) 
Um, your sleep schedule is messed up. Like, I have a whole section on this. Uh, pretty much, as you get older, your sleep does not get any better. So it's like, kind of do your best now or else it's going to get worse as you get older. I'm telling you, I'll hold your brain to the cloud. There's no way to live True. Longer. But in my opinion, living is like, I want to live with this body. You know what I mean? But we'll see how far that gets. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, so like they get more fragmented sleep. Um, their circadian rhythm also changes. So like their circadian rhythm changes to wake up earlier. So that's why you have like the mm-hmm. early bird senior special or whatever at a lot of places. But at the same time, they also want to still participate in evening social events. Right? Like these old people do. So then like, like they naturally want to sleep say at 8pm, but you know, the movie's still going on or some shit like that. Oh, man. And then, so then they force themselves to stay awake. And then they get shittier sleep, and then it becomes like a snowball effect, where it's like, um, that bad sleep causes them to be in sleep debt, and then they like want to catch up with more sleep, but then again, sleep's fragmented and stuff, because of their old, and it just makes it pretty bad. Um, Damn. Yeah. Well, and also like, for them to try to compensate for this, they'll like nap, like, pre-event but if you nap like close to and for long durations during your supposed sleep time it also messes up your whole sleep schedule right so like actually another thing about napping is we're actually naturally um i forgot what the term is there's a really cool term um by something something about we're we're (laughs) no not that but we're used to having uh sleeping twice a day like two sleep cycles or times um i'm just gonna find this here two different times oh uh well i forgot what the terminology is but pretty much a nap is actually good for you yeah yeah so like actually a midday nap is very it's not just good for you but there's a natural so not even related to eating there's a natural circadian lull during like a midday time that makes sense. Oh yeah, there is a time every day where I'm like, holy shit, I'm so tired. I yeah, yeah, and like I think I think most people contribute that to like eating a big lunch or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there is a legitimate natural. So even if you didn't oh. eat a big lunch, there is a natural lull. Oh, interesting. In your in your circadian rhythm, and it's actually a very very normal. Yeah. A biphasic. That's the term. Biphasic sleeper. So you actually sleep in two phases. But like, the nap isn't like a super long duration, right? You thought of bi and you thought of two phases, and you didn't think of biphasic. Oh, I couldn't think of it, man. <laughs> I couldn't think of it at all. He didn't get his sleep last night. Yeah, sleep the memory night, was not long term. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's some cool stuff about sleeping. Oh, do you want to learn about sleep? Uh, let's see, about birth defects and stuff. I love birth defects. Um, I, I don't know how that. intense I went went into this for this. Uh, no, I did not go that deep into okay, it. What, what's the part about alarms? What does it say about alarms? Um, like, so during the industrialization, we were all forced to wake up yeah. at a very set time, right? Um, so we're actually one of the only species on Earth that like artificially wakes up at a time. So like, you ever like sleep in, but you like you naturally no. wake up at a time? Yeah. Um, but like actually using alarms can be bad. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, just because one, you're forcing yourself out of sleep. So yeah. part of it is like, when you do that, your blood pressure raises, uh, there's like a shock acceleration. Also, there's a thing about like, uh, older men, they're more likely to get heart attacks, like oh, right shit. after they wake up kind of thing. Oh, um, but like, 
part of it is it, it's kind of good and bad. So like it's 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 shitty, but like you have to wake up at a certain time for life, right? Like things happen. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, if you don't have an alarm, you could potentially get something called like sleep anxiety. And this happens to me sometimes, so I don't I don't use an alarm at all, right? But sometimes, like, if I have to wake up at four a.m. for a flight, I'll 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 use an alarm. But if it's like for work, for work, I I don't. You just wake up. Yeah. Oh. But then sometimes there's like an early meeting someone sets up, right? Oh. But I still don't use an alarm, and I sleep. And then at like five thirty, I'll wake up. I'll check my clock. I was, oh, I still have more time to sleep. Oh, yeah, we'll go back to sleep. Yeah. And then six o'clock, I will wake up, and I was like, oh, give I still you have so more time. Much stress? And yeah, so that's actually worse to yeah. to do that. But so that's why I said like it's good and bad. So like if I had alarm in that situation, then maybe I could have got like more mm-hmm. relaxed sleep during that duration. But at the same time, alarm itself is not a good naturally occurring thing. Like yeah. if we were all successful creative people, we could technically just sleep to whatever time we want, get the yeah, optimal yeah. health, and just do that. But because you know we we work a nine to five job Middle or something like that, thing. yeah, we have to wake up at a certain time, right? But it's it's kind of like my thoughts of it are kind of like I really hope especially with COVID that a lot of companies are more now more open to people having their own schedule. Like, I feel like I really hope they see that, Hey, people working from home, working with their own schedule can still be very successful. Like you can still make a lot of things work. And I just think it just makes sense. Like, Hey, if 40% of the people are early birds, 30% of people are night owls and 30% are in between. Why are you making everyone come to work at this time? Right. Like give them some flexibility. And I feel like if they, if you're a value to them and they're a value to you as per, like if it's a good symbiotic relationship that that career or job is yeah. then they'll naturally work their set hours they'll naturally work harder right That's and right. like you don't have to force them to be there at a certain time like i i know there's some exceptions it's hard to make a generalization like you can't expect retail people to be like oh, yeah. you know i'll go to I'll store whenever I want to go. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like sure. you know like working in an office working in those type of scenarios i feel like hey like yeah. you should give people that freedom and that stuff and like not only will they probably produce better work, like they'll also be happier if you like give them that. Right. Yeah, that's true. But that's also depend on your company how traditional they are. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the. I mean, like, yeah. If you take this to Google, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, we already do that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever the hell. That makes sense. Um. So one thing I was gonna say is like the whole temperature thing. So I actually just from this book they briefly touched about, but when I was talking, was reading through Andrew Huberman podcast or not reading, uh, listening to it, like he was saying, like this is like the solution, like this is the one thing. Temperature is how all your cells know, like it's shutdown time, it's time to go to bed. There's not like some crazy signals going through your body. It's literally just everything's getting colder, and they're saying, okay, everything's getting colder. Plus, it matches the circadian rhythm. We're gonna go to bed now. Oh. How does this change when you're living in some place that's significantly colder all year round, or some place that's hot all year round? Well, or some place that has like a lot of <clears throat> thermogenic foods in their diet, like a lot of spices and a lot of chilies. Right, right, but you're still like, cave. Okay, it's like minus forty out. I'm still. I assume you're still living in a house or maybe, something. Maybe not. I think that's called death. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, like you're still living in a artificial environment probably right if you're at extreme temperatures so that's the one where you can still have the circadian rhythm and change your, your your body temperature what if you're working outside like most of the day and you're like cold all the time a uh, little less energy no you but like your it? core body temperature is different from your outside temperature right I guess so. so like for you to go to sleep your core body temperature has to drop one degrees lower than normal 
for it to initiate sleep. But like if you're outside, I'd assume if you're a healthy average person and it's cold, your body would naturally burn more of your energy to produce heat just to keep mm. you at a set temperature, right? And then if you're at a very hot temperature, your body would naturally sweat in order to, um, you know, get rid of energy from on, on your skin and cool and cool you naturally to keep at that temperature. So like mm. the environment, I would say for the circadian rhythm stuff wouldn't really play that much. It, it, actually, it will play effect, but like for you to go to sleep, it's still whatever your core temperature is. You have to drop your entire core temperature by one degrees in order to start initiating sleep. But that's also with like the right time too, right? Like if you just do it in the morning, it doesn't really do much actually if you do in the morning it might actually change your sleep schedule early morning if you have a like i think i was saying like if you know when your temperature minimum is so like mine is at like 4 a.m and i do certain things to increase my temperature at certain times i can change my sleep schedule and that's how you uh get accustomed to a time zone before you get there so that's one thing you can do but uh yeah so like to initiate sleep you have to reduce your core temperature by one one degrees um and then I guess some of the best ways of doing that at night is one, like some things to avoid is eating late at night and like exercising late at night is also good, not Whoa. good. So like, I actually feel like sometimes when I play volleyball late at night, like yeah. it's harder for me to like oh, sleep. Yeah. Uh, one, cause there's still adrenaline in my body, but two, there's naturally like it's warmer. Yeah. Uh, but to counter that, a good way to like lower your body temperature is actually taking like a hot shower, hot bath before you go to bed. Uh, hot, so not cold. Hot. So what happens is when you take a hot shower, hot bed, your body wants to release heat. So when it wants to release heat, all the blood vessels start to like all the blood goes to the blood vessels. So it goes to the skin of the blood vessels because normally when you want to release heat, if it's too hot, you will sweat, right? Yeah. And when your blood goes to the blood vessels at, at the skin, uh, and you sweat, that water when it loses when that water Evaporates. evaporates it gen it loses energy and it takes energy away from you right so what happens is first you take a hot shower all your blood is like rushing to your skin right now yeah. you get out of the hot shower and you become like a total heat dump like you dump everything because all the blood's on your skin now you come out of a hot shower you're at a normal temperature i assume and then everything just keeps getting rushed out all the all the heat in your body just rushes out at once and then that's how you dr drastically lower it because oh, like it doesn't sound like much when you decrease by one degrees but that's like your core body temperature yeah. so like you think that's a core factor of why people pass out after sex because it's also hot and sweaty and you just pass out afterwards possibly i also think isn't there a drug to sex? like it doesn't like prolactin or something like doesn't that happen after sex and that's what causes the sleeping i think i've, I've googled this before prolactin or something related to that word i could be butchering this completely let's uh let's see right here so uh, let's see during sex the brain releases oxycontin which heightens arousal and excitement blah, blah, blah. oxycontin is often accompanied by melatonin the primary hormone okay there's something else with uh doing a quick google search prolactin is a hormone made in the pituitary gland a small gland at the base of the brain prolactin causes the breast to grow and make milk during pregnancy maybe i'm completely wrong prolactin. oh wait here okay prolactin levels are naturally higher during sleep and, a and animals injected with the chemical become tired immediately this suggests strong link between prolactin and sleep so it's likely that the hormones released during orgasm causes men to feel sleepy 
Cause it's men. It's just men. No. Well, I guess not. Not all females orgasm <laughs> during sex. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. But yeah. So here, if I read all, then there's a biochemistry of the organ. Orgasm itself research shows that during ejaculation, men releases a cocktail of brain chemicals, including norepinephrine, serotonin, oxycontin, vasopressin, nitric oxide, and the hormone prolactin. The release of prolactin is linked to the feeling of sexual satisfaction, and it also uh, mediates the recovery time that men are well aware of, the time a guy must wait before giving it another go. Uh, <laughs> studies have also shown that men deficient in prolactin have faster recovery times. But anyways, yeah, prolactin levels are naturally higher during sleep, and animals injected with the chemical become tired immediately. Well, this is just from some random live science article, but well, sounds sounds yeah, correct. Sounds about right. I I do admit, you know, after mm-hmm. I do get sleepy. True. I don't know. Do you wait? Do you get sleepy, Vin? She doesn't get as sleepy as I do. Sometimes, sometimes not. Like, I don't get it to the point where, like, it's irresistible for me just to pass out, but, like, I could sleep quite fast after. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Like, like within, I feel like within five minutes, I, I, I can be out. Yeah, that would make, wait, so, mm. so it's not the exercise factor, because that, that means. It's a chemical factor. Yeah, it's a chemical factor, a biochemical, yeah. okay. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But then, also, with the, wouldn't exercise produce heat, though? Yes. Like you said. Exercising before bed is not good, though. No, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was curious because so you're, you're exercising before bed, but you're not creating a heat dump situation. Oh, so like your core temperature is still high. Oh, I see. And I there's see. and right now the only way you're releasing this core temperature is just from normal sweat, right? Yeah. Whereas like if you create this hot shower, hot bath situation, you're creating a scenario where you're tricking your body to say, "Hey, it's really hot right now. You got to dump all this stuff." And all of a sudden, you drop the temperature by like twenty, like ten degrees, right? Like mm-hmm. from a thirty degree shower all the way to like a twenty degree amb- ambient temperature, and yeah. all of a sudden it's like gone. Also, as you're drying, if you don't dry as well, you get colder because the water is also evaporating from your body and stuff like that. Right? <clears throat> so it's a combination of that. But then another thing with sleep, um, and this will all kind of lead down to. Um, so if you have sex in the shower, that should destroy you. Oh, for guys, probably yeah. yeah. You're probably out. No, it would. It wouldn't feel as good, so I wouldn't orgasm. <laughs> Shit, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's, it's shower sex. It sucks. So, like, um, the other thing is sleep and light. So, like, if you have a lot of light or blue light, especially um, before you sleep, it blocks the activation of melatonin. Again, melatonin doesn't directly, it's not like a sleeping pill. It doesn't, mm-hmm. like, just make you sleep, but it initiates sleep in your brain. So, like, when you're on your screen before bed, it actually prolongs or it makes the the latency, the time it takes to fall asleep much longer now, right? Um, so it's not good to get that, like, harmful light early. And it also makes you not sleep as deeply. So, like, as part of the circadian rhythm, when you're getting ready to sleep, you have a lot more melatonin. But yeah. when you have a lot of blue light exposure, it kind of cuts, cuts out on that, right? I see. Um... So, so then I guess for strategies on like tidbits on how to get better sleep is kind of the last part is like um, just some of the stuff I'm going to read off is like exercises is a good thing still because it causes like natural like physical stress exhaustion. and it causes exhaustion and makes you right. Uh, but just depends on the time, right? You don't want to do it too close to your bedtime because that's not good. Um, a schedule is good because that's natural to the circadian rhythm. Um, any drugs you take like 
like drugs, even simply as caffeine, you don't want to take it too close to sleep time, right? Because like depending on the drug, the half life of it and what it can cause to you, it could affect your sleep. Mm. Like I'm pretty sure this is a whole topic itself is drugs and sleep itself or like that, right? Like what if you took acid and went to bed? Like what the fuck's gonna happen, right? But like that's probably yeah yeah. Um, so avoid alcohol before bed, uh, avoid large meals, uh, avoid medicines that disrupt your sleep. Uh, they're saying just a natural one. If you sleep at a normal time, don't, don't nap after 3 PM. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's going to mess up your sleep. Like if you want to take, if you do participate in biphasic sleeping, do it earlier during the day, like noon one kind of thing. If you do it too late, close to your actual sleep schedule, it's going to mess it up. Um, take a hot bath before bed, uh, relax before bed. So one like good strategy for ra- relaxing before bed is first of all, like we know screens aren't that aren't good for yeah. sleeping. So Reading. avoid, sc- avoid screens, dim the lights, do something that relaxes you. Right. Like, I don't know, like if a crossword relaxes you, if like knitting relaxes you, I don't know. I don't know what it may be. Right. Um, oh, and then Shut during up. the day. So like to get good, deep, intense sleep. You also need the opposite. You need good, intense, awake time. So that means when you do wake up, get exposed to sunlight. Like, expose yourself to sunlight because that's the one thing. So, like, if blue light isn't good for melatonin, that's good for during wakeful hours because that will shut down the whole thing and wake you up. Like, Mm -hmm. it's almost like the natural drug to wake up. It's just that intense sunlight. And actually from the Andrew Huberman podcast, it was, like, saying, like, like direct sunlight's even more important like so like um getting your eyes exposed to not like staring <laughs> at the sun but like being outside and not like behind a screen like not behind a window because that does like disrupt some of that right? yeah i actually, I actually try to do that every day i try to get some sunlight especially when it's a bright sunny day sit outside for like a few hours yeah well it especially sucks because like really here nice. in like nordic regions you don't get a lot of the sunlight right oh, so yeah. you kind of have to like get as much as you can but i think like edmonton's one of the odd factor where we get like it's cold as hell but like you get, you get a lot of ridiculous yeah. but it kind of sucks for places like vancouver and stuff where mm-hmm. you know but apparently like even if you're out there like the brightness is still enough even if it's cloudy it's still very healthy for you during the day the i can daytime. genuinely feel a great difference in my mood whenever i sit outside in the sun yes yes i think so too yeah. like but the whole point for that was just like if you want it's kind of like you have to do both really good or if you try to go too much in the middle you're gonna be shitty at both so it's like if you want really good sleep you also have to like really embrace the wakeful time where mm-hmm. it's like you get the sunlight you get the exposure the vitamin d all that stuff and then at nighttime then you get the very good deep sleep because you're at like full capacity or like good relaxation kind of thing yeah um so that's a bit about it i don't know like i'm still trying to see how i can convince people to get more sleep right like i definitely know like the harmful effects pretty intense I think we've talked a lot about the harmful effects, but I've experienced them. I feel like there's like a lot of good things that I haven't talked about. You gotta, time. you gotta tell me how to lucid dream, dude. You gotta have a know. slide on lucid dreaming itself and the directions to how to lucid dream. I have no idea. I remember hearing before that going out into nature yeah. and actually, I think it was called grounding your grounding yourself or earthing or some some something, where you go out into nature, you go camping or something, you actually touch your feet against the soil. Apparently, it's supposed to help re recalculate and make your circadian rhythm go back to normal. Like, if you had a really bad sleep pattern, if you go camping, everything will reset. 
because you're out in nature, you're not around a whole bunch of like technology, all that stuff. I think it's you're not you're... around a bunch of artificial environments. Yeah. Okay? It's like and you're out in the sun. You're you're just like fully exposed to the sun and nature and everything. It's supposed yeah. to really help, and I find it's that like... every single time before when I used to camp a lot, that would be the one thing that would really help me. It's like a nature retreat or something, right? Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. So, some of the good parts about sleep that I feel like I haven't talked about yet. So one thing I kept thinking about is like, okay, like you know how I said like certain motions you do, but once you once you go through deep sleep, you can do those motions a lot faster. Yeah. Like playing a set tone. So like, uh, it's actually part of this slide. So like, um, when you go to deep sleep, it enhances your memory. You know how I said it goes from like short term memory to long term memory. Yeah. It also does something with motor skills. It actually turns it into below consciousness so like you know how it's like muscle memory yeah like it's not actually your 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 muscle memory it's actually like automatic reaction it's like if you went tried like to driving and then you get to a place and you're like holy shit i don't remember the last five blocks that's also muscle memory if you keep going to that one place often below consciousness yeah, yeah. it's like it's like, like uh like home. it's like if I, I don't know if this is true but like i've heard stories where it's like if people are training to compete like in a fight like yeah. Don't try to like scare them because their their reaction to a force is so intense because they're training to fight right now. Uh-oh. That's below consciousness. It's like they'll naturally do do something before them actually yeah. like consciously thinking about doing it, right? Oh, so what happens during NREM sleep, during deep sleep, you actually turn this into like natural, like below consciousness stuff. So it's like for example for us when when I I keep thinking about it and I, I'm still shit at it, but like if I'm learning how to spike, I would like want to learn and then get good sleep, and then learn a bit more, and then get good sleep, because that will turn that proper motion, though, because like, I have to do it properly, into a automatic motion. I see. Right. So then, I don't know, like, I always thought, like, like technically, what they're saying is, it's not the people who train the hardest that actually do better. It's people who train the hardest and get good sleep that they can, like, kind of turn that into yeah. into subconscious reactions I and see, stuff. I see. Makes sense. Uh, some things for us that work out, it's um, lack of sleep. You get uh, 10 to 30, 30% less time to physical exhaustion. So that means your uh, cardio isn't as good. Less peak and sustained muscle strength. Uh, impairment in cardiovascular, metabolic, and respiratory capabilities. And then um, I'm pretty sure like this is just statistics, so I don't know if they can back up completely with science, but 70% higher chance of injury during sports. No! I definitely Didn't know, know the second last point about how lack of sleep ruins your metabolism, ruins your growth and everything. That's why I try to get a lot of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Tries to. Try to get big muscles, you know? Big muscles. So I got a lot of sleep. So just started doing that or? Do you see big muscles? <laughs> Interesting. Um, what else was there? You don't want to know about sleeping Alzheimer's. You don't want to know. So like, you don't want to know. <coughs> you don't want to know. Y'all okay, ready. this is another bad thing about not getting enough sleep. And this is actually, I think, I think this is, Shit. yeah. So like, I think people now or back then, I'm not sure if it's still the status quo, but they always think that like Alzheimer's is a genetic thing. Like you either get it or you don't. Dementia is a, a genetic thing. But sleep actually plays a role and like, I literally remember this. So I don't even know if I wrote this in, but pretty much when you get into a deep state of sleep, um, you have this plasma fluid that washes all the shit out of your brain. 
Mm. So like you grow, you actually grow plaque material all the time, but it always gets washed out, right? And Alzheimer's is when there's too much plaque material in your brain and like you can't remember, actually remember stuff. So when you actually do get NREM sleep, you um. So normally, like the cells in your brains are like tightly compact, but during NREM sleep, they're loosened up, and then the plasma in your brain or whatever, the the spinal fluid actually washes the stuff out, the the shit. Let's just say. Oh. Um. So when you don't get enough of that good deep sleep, you grow more plaque in your brain and then it just compounds afterwards and eventually it becomes dementia, Alzheimer's and stuff like that. Shit. Um, that's what is one of my biggest motivator of like trying to get as much sleep as I can because it's literally, you know how some people say, I'll sleep when I'm dead? You literally die faster. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, to be honest, like, I'm actually very scared of dementia. Because I've seen people with yeah. dementia, and it's, mm-hmm. it's just a scary life. It's just, like, you're not living anymore. It's not sure. actually living. So, like, the people who say, like, I'll sleep when I'm dead, you're literally dying faster when you don't get enough sleep. Which is, for me, I guess, the whole point of me trying to live forever. This is one of the, the biggest factors. Like, but also, like, I have a personal experience with dementia. It's, like... My I have family like my my grandma kind of has it my and I've also worked in the senior center so I've like yeah. seen a lot of people that has it and it's just like it's just a really scary thing I think yeah. it's just like I feel so much um, I just feel so bad for them it's like they're not really here yeah right yeah, they're not sense. in this existence anymore yeah so it it is kind of scary and knowing like I have grandparents that have it and family members that have it I'm like okay I want to make sure like it may be genetics but I want to make sure that there's no chance like I'm causing it you know what I mean True. like I guess going back maybe stepping away from the sleep the whole point of me like doing the whole I want to live for everything is I also want to not do things that can directly shorten my lifespan like I want to avoid like doing those things and like it may sound dumb but like for some people for example like I have my motorcycle license, so I don't really drive one because I'm actually legitimately scared. Like, I feel like, you know, you're more, maybe more prone to getting injured. I, I know a lot of, like, cycle or a lot of riders will say, you know, if you're riding safe and stuff, this will never happen, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. right? But it's like, I'm not going to do something that may risk me shortening my lifespan. True. And, like, that is, for me, parallel to, like, not getting enough sleep, too, because I'm also de- decreasing that. And both of them are by choice. Yeah. Like, riding yeah, yeah. and lack of sleep are both by choice that's right so it's like i don't want to intentionally do that and for me it goes all the way to health it's like i don't want to get fat because getting fat like i'm not trying to fashion people but like higher higher cholesterol more obese people are more likely to have cardiovascular issues and die earlier mm-hmm. that's just that's just straight up numbers and stats right there's, there's nothing to that so like i intentionally don't want to get to that state yeah. so that's a choice i can make to make myself live longer and then also, I also explain to people when I say live longer, it's not like a fucking vegetable state living longer. It's like <laughs> it's like actually doing things. Like, yeah. like I truly believe when I'm like seventy or eighty, I can still like go on hikes and like yeah. do stuff, especially with how like technology mm-hmm. and, and like how biomed that's and health is going possible. now. Yeah. So yeah, so it's like that's part of it, and that's why I get kind of scared. Like this was one of the stuff I read about that like scared me the most because like I know like my parents definitely don't get enough sleep, and I'm kind of like worried right i'm like mm. okay guys like this is a big deal and it's something like you can do something about yeah it's not like it's kind of like it's not like some shit luck of the card you have bad genetic or stuff this could be potentially something that you can fix prior to it happening mm-hmm. sure. Right. Sure. so yeah it, it, 
scares me on the whole um, sleep and Alzheimer's and stuff like that. One good thing about Alzheimer's is that this year I saw an article about there was a breakthrough study that found out that if you specifically targeted a certain antibody near the brain, it could slow down or even possibly prevent Alzheimer's in people that are historically or genetically should have it eventually. Oh. So, well, the other thing that people have been talking about, talking about is, like, CRISPR and removing certain oh. things. And, like, if you know the CRISPR. gene, if you for yeah. sure know the genes that cause Alzheimer's, you ideally want to, like, take it out, right? But obviously, like, there's so much ethics involved. Because, like, yeah. who knows? That, like, that gene could give you, like, an extra ear or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if you remove it, you could have some, involved. like, yeah. messed up de- defect too, right? Sure. So there's obviously, like, way more stuff they have to do with it. Yeah. But it's, like... I don't know, like, hey, I feel like we're uh, not far off from CRISPR Designer babies. babies. Fucking, yeah. yeah, just do whatever the fuck. Like, hey, you know, if if I could make my kids seven foot tall and a and a gladiator build and mm-hmm. uh and a fucking guaranteed medical <laughs> doctor, I'm like, I guess, yeah. I guess, why not? Yeah, yeah, I guess I'll take the superstar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. great talent. Well, I feel like Natural even genius. like here, it's like unethical but like you think places like russia cares about ethics yeah <laughs> china oh like, yeah and russia, china, china too yeah. it's like i'll crisp whatever the hell i want yeah <laughs> like, i'll give you whatever money yeah yeah, yeah. oh it's, it's like similar to like the whole like or organ market right you have the money you can have whatever you want yeah. now it's like crisper it's like you can yeah. develop whatever you want with as long that as it's there if you have the money someone will yeah. want it someone will oh yeah it. this was a crazy fact that i learned about uh during the book uh, I guess they probably learned this through just pure stats, but so during daylight saving time, you lose one hour of sleep, and that's attributed to more heart attacks recorded at a hospital. More what? More more heart attacks recorded oh at God. hospitals. So like I think the day that that happens, where oh. you lose one hour, I think coming up will gain one hour. I think. Yeah. And the and they're saying the reverse. So that day is not true. Like there is not more recorded. Oh. Heart attacks at hospitals, but the day the when we do lose the sleep, yeah. there is actually more, and that's because like, um, the lack of sleep causes pretty much when you lack sleep, I guess your um, your body is in a stress state, so it's the whole like your blood pressure is higher, you're in a fight or flight state because you're stressed right now because you're not getting enough sleep, um, so that kind of causes the whole or can cause a whole heart attack so that's kind of crazy how like lacking one hour already increases the stat of something right yeah yep especially by that much it's just it's not worth it Ming that's how I that's how I think yeah, maybe like one day if you have a bad day just cut your sleep a little bit yeah, today's gonna be exciting <laughs> Okay, do you ever, like, do you ever have, like, a day where it's, like, you plan to, like, get more sleep? Like, you have your bedtime schedule on point. Yeah. And then I just feel so so much for the next day. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. yes, this is the shit right there. But then, but then the day that you don't, the day where, like, you stayed up too late reading manga or watching some bullshit YouTube video. Yeah. And you wake up and go to work and you're like, I regret everything I've done last night. That's how I feel, at least. I'm like, I did, did not feel Do you good. you ever regret that he does that, like, once a week? What? No, I don't regret anything, because I, I literally can't sleep. That's the reason why. Right. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't fall asleep, so it was, like, fucking 3 a.m. Games what? until he's like, ah, oh, maybe I should go to sleep, and then lays in bed. I can't fall asleep. All right, let's go game until I need to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. 
Yes, sir. It sounds like you need a, a, a sleep... A therapist? No, not sleep... Like a... Like a schedule. Or like, not schedule, but like a routine. A sleep routine. I mean, I used to be really good at falling asleep. But I, I feel like I still am. Like, I think the past two weeks, maybe. Past week and a half. You've been getting better I, sleep? Or? I'm getting a shittier sleep. I don't know why. I, I lay in bed for, like, longer hours. Well, do you want me to, um, not part of this, is to give you some s- potential supplements that can help? So, uh, outside of... Does it an- talk about marijuana? No, no, it doesn't really talk about... I think it briefly. I, I don't know if I actually wrote down... Like, I only wrote down the stuff I thought were, like, cool facts mm-hmm. and, like, stuff that I need to know. But uh, one thing I learned from a different podcast, and one of them I'm not 100% sure, so I'll have to Google it right now. But one of them I do know is uh, if you take L-theanine, it will help you sleep. Um, and that's just this relaxation component in chamomile tea. So oh, nothing yeah. crazy dangerous. It's just it's just the whole, like... Actually, even if you drink uh, chamomile tea, it doesn't have any caffeine in it. And it will just naturally relax you. Like, it'll relax your brain and stuff like that. Chamomile tea. That's what they have in the dog calming treats. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But um, you could just buy, like, a bottle of it. It's not that expensive. Just pop one of them 30, 30 minutes to an hour before you sleep and it'll oh, sure relax you. But it, it won't help if you take it and then you do something like that increases your adrenaline. You know what mm, I mean? True. Like, Starts like if, oh, if you... Oh, yeah. Oh, something that's it's so funny. In, in bed, I have like random thoughts, right? And I sometimes think about volleyball and when I fucking think about volleyball, You're, I get so hyped. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yes. okay, fuck, I can't think about volleyball. Because yes. I think about like my form and stuff, and I think about how to spike. Yeah. I think about how good it feels if I spike the ball really nicely. Yeah. I'm just like, fuck, I need to go play some volleyball right now. It's fucking 11 or like 12 a.m. I'm like, oh, fuck. Dude, the worst is like... Like when something bad or something happens like right before you bet and then you can only think of that and then yeah. you just can't fall asleep yeah, yeah like yeah. like i have to i have to literally think about random things like not random but like yeah. things that doesn't i don't care about and then i can fall asleep you know what yeah it, the, the stupid thing is when you're like realizing you're thinking about random things you're like oh this is working and they go like, oh. fuck i'm thinking about random things yeah. and it points me to something like volleyball yeah. or some shit that i'm like Dude, oh fuck I-, I did have times though where like i'm thinking about random things yeah and then i know that like like i'll first i'll okay this is what i do when i sleep and it, it might sound really messed yeah. up but i'll think of a story like like I'll, oh i do that too yeah I'll, I'll create my own story where i'm like the main character right yeah. so like say like the story is, you know, I'm a spy. I'm running around doing all this random stuff. This is a story. This is other good guys. This is bad guys, right? And like when I first think about it, it's more intense thought. It's more like logical and formulative thoughts. Mm. And then I know right when I'm about to sleep because like I can't put stuff together anymore. Oh. And then I'm like, oh fuck, I'm going out of it. And then I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what does this clue mean? Yeah, like, this doesn't make sense anymore. And then I, and then I'm out. Do you ever, does that ever translate into the, your yeah, dream? Yeah. So you start dreaming? Uh, not not very often. Not very often? Not, not very often for me. That's yeah. what I do sometimes. Because I'm like, all right, I want to dream about this. I'm going to start making this story. And when I fall asleep, it's going to continue like, into my dreams. And that happens so often whenever I do that. I don't know if that works. It's like, it's like hey, I really want a white dream. And you start thinking about that stuff. And it's like, fuck, can't sleep. That actually <laughs> happens. That's how it works. It works for you? Yeah. Oh, damn. That's crazy. Is that a form of lucid dreaming? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Can you control anything? No, not really. Uh, do you know it's your more like if thing? I want to dream about something, I'll think about it uh, before I go to sleep, and then my dream will yeah. always be about that. 
Okay, you know what's another crazy thing when uh, Davis is talking about like volleyball and like going to sleep and getting ready to sleep. I've had times where like I'm about to go to bed and I'll dream about like kicking a soccer ball and I'll like I'm like literally in half consciousness now and then my foot will fly up and then once <laughs> it lands I like wake up again. I'm like what the fuck? What did I just do? And then like it's not just that it's not just that too because like sometimes it'll happen like I'm like half consciousness and then like I'm thinking about, uh, for some reason I'm thinking about jumping and then as soon as I land I just wake up and I'm like frick I like Ooh. jolted myself awake but it wouldn't be like a crazy wake up like I could fall asleep like quite fast after uh-huh. um, the other shit one is um, when I cramp like my leg cramps I think I've told you guys this Why right is such a common thing it, it like <laughs> happens you? for me like once every four months three months it's, it's, it's not often for me but, like, if I went through, like, a crazy leg there or whatever, and then for some reason in a certain pose or something, I would just cramp. Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, you just instantly wake up. Well, that's so weird. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever gone in a leg cramp. Like, like it would be my thigh. Wait, I'm just thinking. My quad or my glute? It's usually glute, right here. Yeah. I think my hammy or something would cramp. Those and then I just wake up. Ugh. Yeah, that's the worst. I have to admit. But yeah, the half jolt sleep is usually the worst. Like I've I've had times where that's happened to me, like not in class, but like when I'm in like a library or something, going to bed, and then I'll just jolt myself. And I'm like, oh fuck! And then everyone would look over, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, nothing happened. I get random shivers a lot, but I heard that's apparently that's a symptom oh. of anxiety. Oh shivers! Apparently, oh, yeah, like um, chills and. Just- I twitch a lot right before I fall asleep. Like, right before I... Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I think that's normal. I, I think, think that, one, that one's normal. Yeah, yeah that one's super normal. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I do too, yeah. Me too, yeah. I twitch quite a bit. Um, it, Something about sleep and wet dreams and shit that we were just talking about. Um, Just a super direct link that they found <sighs> from some studies. Less sleep equals less testosterone. Just straight up. Nice. Oh, damn. Just straight up direct link. Um, And for that... You know, all the things that come with less testosterone. Uh, smaller testes, more tired, less libido. Smaller testes, no! <laughs> Did no you one, know? Lower bone density, lower I, was, I told Davis this, but he was just like, that doesn't really make sense. Like, correlation does not equal causation type of thing. But there was a study I read once that, like, men or great fathers typically have smaller balls than bad fathers. So if you have small balls, there's more chances of you being a great father than if you have big balls. Mm. Maybe because men with really big balls do some crazy insane shit and are more likely to die so they can't father their child properly. Or maybe it's also because <laughs> they have less True, testosterone, like this fact, and then it's balanced out with estrogen. I don't know. Makes them more... Yeah, I don't know. But that's one of the available. shitty direct links, right? Especially if you're trying to gain like, weight and stuff. Those studies, how do they measure what's a the good balls? father? Oh. Huh? How do they measure how good I a father so. is? Definitely not skin color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that one. Like, come on. Like, oh, anything about this study is kind of off. Like, it just doesn't sound like they can produce a good study. Based True. on this fact. Well, like, what's the objectiveness, I guess? Because technically, time spent with child doesn't necessarily yeah. correlate to good fatherhood, kid. right? Yeah, they, they track the kid to see yeah. how successful the kid becomes. But, but even so then, they, yeah, that's yeah, kind of like... It's not a direct correlation. Success. It's not, it can also be about, like, just how good of a person the kid is. The kid is? 
Yeah. Well, what if the kid itself has some inherently good outside factors that it's not father? Yeah. Like, like it's a hard to control true. experiment, right? Because like, yeah. what if? Yeah, I guess like, what's the determination of success, right? Because like, obviously, we can't use time because just true. hanging out with your child doesn't mean you're a good father, right? Yeah. And then, like, asking the child has a lot of like subjectivity to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like. He's a good dad. Like, Sorry, like. No. Some crazy stories I've heard about, like, you know, in North Korean stuff, like, North Koreans, you know, just getting a grain of rice is already really amazing, so does that make him a good father? He yeah. gives a kid a, a grain of rice, right? So, something like that. That'd be pretty crazy. Um, yep. Uh, simple sleeping immune system. But I think this is, like, even, like, even if I didn't have the sense. cold, hard facts, it's like, don't you feel, sh- like, better yeah. when you get a good night's yeah. rest if you're feeling sick yeah, yeah, compared yeah. to, like, when you didn't? Like, I feel like all the times, like, I know now I haven't, knock on wood, haven't really gone sick because of, like, less contact with people, COVID-19 mm. and all that stuff. But, like, yeah. like, literally the times I've gotten sick is always when I've had, like, crappy, crappy sleep, crappy day, just nothing yeah. going right, and then, boom get a sore throat and then all of a sudden translates mm-hmm. to getting a cold or something like that yeah yeah or just yeah and i can tell whenever i that uh that has a cold and she coughs on you middle of the night coughs on your pillow too that also gives you a cold or farts on your pillow and you get pink eye <laughs> <laughs> i should do that next time i should try that you can tell whenever I'm getting sick because I'll get more tired more easily enough. Okay, so do you guys feel like this year? Do you feel like this year when you like are about to get sick but you don't actually get sick? Have you ever had that? I had that, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel had like... that, but I also had just straight up sickness where I thought I had COVID. So oh uh, no, really. like I, I had it like this probably happened maybe like once or twice a month this yeah, whole year like where it's like like you feel like you're getting a sore throat like you feel like okay like it feels like something feels yeah. weird here and something's not right and then. Uh, normally I'd go to bed and I'd feel sick the next day or yeah, I'd be yeah, sick yeah, the next yeah, day exactly. but then instead I wake up fine yeah. and I'm like oh shit oh it was that rapture fuck you buddy cause like it always worried me because like I don't yeah. wanna like especially now that I'm in the zone of the next couple of months I wanna take more vacation I don't wanna like not be able to go somewhere just cause oh, like yeah. right that's right yeah. yeah one cough or one sneeze yeah. it's, it's the it. public equivalent of shitting your pants right so yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> I'd rather shoot my pants, actually. Yeah, and then, then no one really know about it. <laughs> Except for the smell. No, 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 it's fine, man. No one know about it. I've been on prison beside you. Yeah, but you're carrying that bad boy everywhere. You're literally telling everybody. You walk hey, with that, that person guy. everywhere. I see, okay. Yep. Good idea. Uh, I feel like I have to reread this book to really get all the facts again. Wait, what? You, you did great. What do you mean? Uh, very well presented PowerPoint. Well, apparently, you so... You convinced me. I want to sleep. <laughs> so <laughs> much. I'm going to go right night. now. Good night, so everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast. Please <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, so apparently, they're going to... I think Matthew Walker, the guy... Like, this book, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. I think he's going to write another book. But, like, this is, I think, his one, like fear book like he's just scaring everyone to sleep yeah. Yeah. and i think his next book he's going to talk more about like good habits of like actually doing stuff to go to bed and i think that kind of ties into the next book i'm reading right now like breathe um or the lost science i forgot the full title it's by james nestor uh, it's about breathing and apparently so like there are breathing techniques that can help you relax and like that's something i really want to learn have you ever tried yoga you should actually really try 
get into uh, yoga. I've only ever thought about doing yoga during COVID. <laughs> the fuck? During COVID, and then I did it in my like in my basement, and it was not a fun experience because I guess oh. I was by myself watching a screen trying to do it. <laughs> I think I would enjoy hot yoga because I actually yeah. go to sauna every day yeah. almost. Right? Yeah. Every day? Every oh, time shit. I'm at the gym, I will go to the sauna after. Like, I wasn't a big fan of yoga in the beginning because I thought it was just, like, annoying, long holds. It was hard to breathe because I always have just tried hot yoga. Yeah. It's just hard to breathe. It's just hot, sweaty, uncomfortable. It's boring. There's no adrenaline rush, like, when you're lifting weights or any of that stuff. It's yeah. just boring and anno- and hard. But then the more I started doing it, the more I realized that it actually does make you significantly more relaxed in ways that you... Well, you probably could imagine, but I couldn't even imagine because... The instruction there, they tell you how to breathe. And the main part about yoga is not really about the poses. It's about your breathing mm. and holding your breath and moving your breath or having your breath slow down or inhale and exhaling at specific times and while, while doing specific moment, movements. Right. So it's like causing a physical exhaustion, but also controlling your breath to create some sort of combination of. Yeah. Thing. And then yeah. when you start actually getting the whole hang of things and start breathing during the right times, right. it actually feels really, really good. Like it feels like stress is literally dropping off your body. Ooh. Damn. I should really get into it then. You should. You should. I'm, uh. I'm not because of that conversation. Now. I think I've already oh, been fuck. convinced right. before. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So mainly hot yoga because I've always done sauna anyways. Mm-hmm. I have no issues with combining that with like actual yoga or something like that i think i don't know why i never got into it i feel like um it's expensive oh hot yoga expensive yeah it oh is it okay well i I don't know maybe there's a nearby place that charges cheaper but the place she goes to seems pretty expensive Um, 12 to 19 dollars a class oh that's that's pretty crazy well the other thing for me is like uh the time constraint kind of sucks like like I feel like right now, and maybe I'm doing it the wrong way, I have a commitment of working out X amount of days a week. Um, and then I have a commitment of playing sports, volleyball, golf, whatever, X, X amount of times a week. Mm-hmm. And then I have a commitment of like hanging out, like having a social life and you know, hanging out with <laughs> Joyce and like hanging out with family X amount of times a week. Yeah. Maybe I'm just making excuses here, but if I, I guess if I really wanted to get into it, I just have to... I mean, manage you could, it better. You could trade off the sauna. How? How? Yeah. How? How many? Well, oh, yeah, I you sweat a lot. I do fifteen minutes, fifteen to twenty minutes of sauna after every workout. Yeah, you could just go to hot yoga after. That's true. I could. I, although I, I think it'll be a little harder. Like you're fucking holding poses. It's like another workout. It's yeah. like stretching, which you need to do after you work out, which I don't. Where I, I don't know if you do a lot, but I don't do. I, don't uh, I, I should, okay, stretch. so like I actually don't stretch as much anymore. I, I got convinced by R Star, not convinced specifically him, but he convinced like, you not to stretch. Uh, it's like just the act of stretching itself. Like, there's no pretty much he went through a like he went through the podcast, I think PJF performance or something, and he was like podcast itself was explained like there's no known and like concrete facts saying stretching actually helps your performance. Wait, I thought it was uh, more so not to get injured. Uh, I actually don't think that's true either. I think the only thing stretching they say in that podcast that does is that it gives you temporary pain relief. But like having more uh, 
flexibility doesn't equate to better athletic performance because like although you're in this like super flexible pose doesn't mean you can actually like mm-hmm. use any of your muscles during that pose oh um okay. and then i do know for sure before working out it's definitely very bad to stretch yeah, it's very bad. um you should only do dynamic stretching and that's mm-hmm. purely just to warm up your 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 ligaments tendons muscles like just like moving that. like like yeah. kicking your legs like if you're doing oh, a leg yeah. you swing one leg back yeah yeah leg. exactly exactly but then i Not think like holding for actual stretching afterwards, I don't know if there's any, like, from what they said in that podcast, which seems pretty credible, like, there's no known uh, studies that shows that there's any significant increases in, in any performance at stretching after you work out or anything like the that. The one thing I oh. do know that stretching does help is that when you work out a lot, if you have a muscle that's been developing rapidly or even just developing at a normal pace then you can become, like, tight in that area, and that's how you mm. get, like, knots and stuff, and stretching prevents that. And if you don't stretch or you don't get rid of those knots through, like, massage stretching and all those things, or you don't do dynamic stretching before that, you can actually cause... It's like the pain relief thing. You can cause, you can get a lot of pain whenever you do a certain movement, or you'll just be a lot more restricted in your movements. Right, because like, of the pain. Yeah, because right, of yeah, the pain, yeah. or even just because you're not... You just have, like... I wouldn't even say big muscles in the way, but you're just lacking movement because you're not used to moving your arm past that range or whatever yeah, 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 because yeah, certain yeah. lifts you don't you're not required to and then like someone and someone that i kn- knew before they did a lot of back workouts and a lot of deadlifts and they found that eventually they were really restricted in the deadlifts that they could do they only did sumo deadlifts eventually because they found that doing R- rdls and conventional deadlifts kind of hurt their lower back a lot more and it was because their lower back was really stiff and the muscle they were developing too much muscle too fast according to the physiotherapist mm, okay. so they had to do a lot of back stretches and a lot of like foam rolling on their back in order to be able to gain more muscle in the air without any pain mm. so i know that that helps in that way it definitely i think for sure there's definitely like the pain relief portion of stretching mm-hmm. is definitely valid i'm just not sure about like I guess the problem I had is, like, for a long time, I've always stretched. And then now for a not as long time, I haven't stretched and I haven't seen any performance difference. Mm. True. No athletic performance difference, no lifting difference. So I'm, I also yeah. question it, too, after I listen to that podcast. Because, yeah. like, what I know, and the only reason I stretch is because other people said it. Like, I actually yeah. never did my own studies on mm-hmm. that. Or I never actually, like, researched and, like, looked up on that. So I had no idea, like, is this true or not. And then yeah. I guess this is, like, my self-experiment if it works or not but i do think like the whole yoga portion is in my opinion more so about like the breathing and like mm-hmm. getting into the phys- physical exhaustion i'm not sure how much it is uh, necessary about the stretching part but maybe more of the get yourself into a physical exhaustion state and then like controlling your breathing and like i guess changing your breathing to create like different feelings or whatever or maybe it's even like a like a physical change right with with breathing which is what i'm trying to learn right now from the book i'm reading mm-hmm. like of my experience with doing anything? yoga i don't find that it really benefited me in any ways in my daily life aside from just making all my movements a little less rigid feeling mm. but that's not like beneficial towards health or working on anything so much well, it makes it so you don't hit the corner of a table as much maybe i don't know maybe but <laughs> i just did like literally today so no. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely want to try. I definitely think about it that sometimes. 
I want to try hot yoga and stuff like that. I think another one we should talk... Maybe we should now talk about the things we want to talk about in the future, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think breathing is one of them I definitely want... After I'm done my book, I definitely want to do that one. We need to do a tin hat one. I just go off the rails. Off the rails, conspiracy I'm a, theories. All I'm pretty open shit. to conspiracy theories. I love it. I'm a man of skepticism, but I don't... I'm not against listening to these. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you'll probably like... I'll probably try to find holes in it and... Uh, almost all good conspiracy theories like already a have a part. backup. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to do one about um, hormesis. 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 Let me see if I'm saying it right. Jorge? Jorge? Let's see. Hormesio. No, maybe I'm not saying the right terminology. Um, what's this? Um... Let's see, well, let me think about that. What else would I love to talk about? Uh, something that I'm, something that I've been like thinking about a lot lately is the collective experience of growing up, like little things that people don't talk about. Growing up and just being alive. What do you mean? Like, like example? for example, like growing pains is something that everyone kind of goes through talk about all the specific growing pains that people think are so specific or unique to them but it's probably pretty common and you wouldn't know that these growing pains are common until you talk to like a whole, whole society of people or you read about it on the internet and everyone's like oh my god I did that too when I was growing up do you think it'd be like like I actually think uh... like a common growing pain that's like not even special to talk about would be like oh like your first failed test or like studying for a test or like when you're doing math homework at like 11 p.m. in elementary school and your dad's like, what's 4 plus 7? And you're like, I don't know, dad! And he's like, what's 4 plus 7? That's, actually, I think that would be a whole topic on its own. Because I actually think, like, for example... Growing pains, how you feel like it shapes your personality all the Yeah, like, this might sound dumb, and it's, like, maybe it's just me making excuse, but, like, I feel like I have... Part of me have an awkward social interaction with people of other race mm-hmm. because during K to 12 I pretty much went to like an all Asian school most mm-hmm. of the time and like again it could just be like me making this as an excuse but like I feel like I sometimes don't know how to interact with some of my co-workers because of that oh, it's like they'll be talking about some in my opinion very white shit and I'll be like I have no idea what <laughs> like I don't care about boats or like yeah. any of this thing and I don't know how to relate and I don't know how to like keep the conversation up yeah, um, but yeah, th- that could be a potential growing pain. Where we're, we're, Davis Davis came back. Well, we're just talking about like what potential future topics we want to like chat oh. about. Wait, weren't you gonna talk about the other? Stuff so too? breathe was one of them. I guess I did get it right. It is hormesis. So pretty much this is like um, this is like a so I, I don't know the definition kind of completely makes it justice, but like sauna is a hormetic stress. So like. You're putting yourself into a stressed heat state. Like, working out is a hor- hormetic stress. Mm-hmm. But it's actually good for you short and long term afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, at the moment, you're in a stressed state. But yeah. it actually has a lot more benefits afterwards, too. Um, I, that's something I, myself, want to read up more on. Because, like, I keep saying, like, yeah, exercise is good. Going to sauna is good. But I actually want to know, like, why is it good? What's the science behind it being good? Mm-hmm. And it could just be, like, a one-slider. Like, hey, this is the couple studies. And this is exactly why it's good. Or it could be like a whole book, like like sleep, right? Like it, like like I said, it goes back to the thing where it's like these are all the universal 
things that people say are good, like getting more sleep. Now, I can tell you get more sleep, and you would always agree with me, but let's learn about the science to it now. Mm-hmm. Almost. Right? So that's definitely one of them I want to do. So one of them is on hormesis. One of them is on breathing. I think I want to do one maybe on diet. And this one I'm not too uh, – I actually, in my opinion, I don't think there's one good diet. I think it's like whatever's good, whatever you like, like whatever is sustainable for you. Yeah. Um, maybe one on supplementation. So like I feel like I in the past was like a big like I'm not going to take any supplements and in terms of like protein and stuff like that. But like now that I take creatine and stuff and now that I've read more about it, I'm like, oh, shit, like this is actually Down. a very like safe, very well studied and not dangerous thing that won't like – you know, make me like a roid rage or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not one of those yeah. drugs or anything like that. Yeah. Um, those were the ones I definitely want to do because those are the things that I think would benefit me living longer. I think maybe one on certain people. Like, for example, Dr. Ooh. David Sinclair, he's one of them who's like very much about, you know, living forever just like me. He wants to live longer. So he does all these like crazy studies, take these random drugs that can have been proven. Uh, I forgot what, what it was. There's this one diabetes drug where it's like people that take that diabetes drug has been proven to live longer than people who don't have diabetes and don't take that drug. Oh. And it's for some reason for that drug, it does something with um, with your cells that lets it live longer. Oh. Um, definitely want to do stuff about that. Because like the other thing is like I also intermittent fast and I also want to – I think I need to do an even deeper dive on why it's Wait, good for me. What was that uh, – what was the name of the – the cells that uh, was it the count platelets no there was like a word uh, for like something that can measure your like lifespan that is inside your the body. telomeres yeah the telomeres yeah, yeah, yeah. Is so it something to do with that yeah so it's uh, so supposedly now it could be bad science but I, I don't think it is so supposedly they've tried it where if you starve it it can actually increase in length yeah um, and then that's how pretty much as you grow, the telomeres get shorter because it's using part of itself to unravel the DNA to create cell growth and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so then they use that as a measure of your biological age. Oh. But I actually don't know if they still use just that anymore. Like, I feel like there's a bunch of factors they can use now yeah. because I could grow like the longest telomeres ever, but like be a vegetable or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like not actually live. So I think right now, from the last podcast I heard, Dr. Davis and Claire is trying to create some way, a cheap way, to measure your biological age. Mm, So then if he can do that, then technically you can take this test, whatever, that's not like a very expensive test. Because there are tests right now that can tell you what your biological age is. It's just not accessible to the public. Like As in like it costs a lot of money or it's only accessible to the science science, uh, community. But if he can make it a mainstream thing, then it's like, Okay, Alvin, try going vegan. Does this help you with your biological age, right? Yeah. And if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't, right? Or, like, try this and if it helps with your biological age. Because you can actually have an objective comparison now, right? Oh, cool. It's not just about feel. Like, yeah. I personally feel like I'm still early 20s, right? Yeah. But that doesn't really mean anything to anyone, True. right? One topic that way. I think would be really interesting to talk about would be, like, neuroplasticity. Oh, yes. And how, like, people's frontal cortexes are different yes between like psychopaths or little kids people with alzheimer's normal people right when you're doing certain things how that all changes 
think that would be really interesting. Something. Uh, yeah, I'm actually currently listening to like uh, a series of podcasts from Andrew Huberman on, on neuroplasticity right now. It's actually pretty interesting. Uh, mostly just about like like how to actually learn, like how to actually change mm-hmm. and stuff. Because it's hard apparently. Like during your younger years, it's apparently you're very. It's very easy to mold your brain and shape it. Until you're seven, right? I think. Mm, I think it's a little bit older than that. I'm not sure. I thought it was until like your age. I thought your brain's not fully developed till you're 25. So it's yeah, like yeah. anytime before that, you can still change it. But I think as the older you get, it gets harder. Yeah, I think there was like a, a key age when you're one to seven, I think it was. Something like that where you're literally a sponge and you have no recept not receptive. You have no real thoughts of your own. You're just literally fully on intake mode. Right, right. We should do one on um AI too. Ooh. That'd be Ooh, yeah. cool. Like we're not we're just fucking yeah, monkeys bars. talking about this, but like <laughs> we could at least discuss, theorize, stuff like that. Like, for this one, I did some research prior to, like, us doing this. But, like, um, the other ones, I don't have any intention of doing research prior to for all of them. Some of them I just want to talk about, theorize. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I have no idea where this is going. I have no idea what we're doing with this. It's just... It's about to become famous. No, I don't think so. Joe Rogan, number two. (laughs) (laughs) Jorge Lai. No, just, uh, yeah. Just wanted to tell everyone why certain stuff is good and certain stuff isn't, and then learn from other people, I guess. I'm gonna share this on, on some some platform. Share it on the. Just the I have a feeling chat. the uh, <laughs> the audio quality is not gonna be that great. Yeah. When you play it back, I feel like we were at different. <laughs> probably different it's probably really bad here. Do you want to end it now? We went in now. I can start right. seeing how it is. All right. That concludes it, folks. That concludes the sleep you enjoyed. Thanks for listening to this week. Yeah. We'll be back I don't with know if more next week. <laughs>